0: What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach J.B. here on the Coach J.B. Show. 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach J.B. Show. Has a proud, proud proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out, because when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on A game and is on point if you've been struggling with ED. Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach A.B.'s show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with a licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coach jb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ed treatment. That's ro.co slash coach ro.co slash coach jb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him coach jb sent you. Proud new sponsor to coach jb show. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, wake up, got the fresh new swag on, Coach J.B. merch is in, CoachJBStore.com, welcome in, much love to you on this Talk That Talk Tuesday, I'm gonna get into the last night's debacle of an NFL football game, I'm gonna break down why the NFL is so, so bad, I'm also gonna discuss Robbie Anderson's reward for acting an ass, and we're gonna break down Carson Wentz's uh, surgery, plus the Deshaun Watson latest plaintiff ordered to give her name. Will she do it? All here on the Coach A.B. Show right here, 6 a.m., West Coast. See you in a second. Appreciate all you guys in the house. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. A lot of things. I rock solo for the first hour of the new show. Obviously, every morning, Matt McChesney will join me in the second hour. And then in the third hour today, Liv Moods will join me. Her beautiful self will talk about all things betting. She is very, very good, by the way. Her bet to be hitting. So make sure you join us all day long. We're the best morning show on the planet. And uh, we're a precursor to your day. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. I appreciate you. We're over here on TikTok Live as well. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Come on over to YouTube Live as we're rocking the house every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, 9 a.m. on the East Coast, 6 a.m. on the West Coast. So appreciate everybody joining in today. Uh, We got a lot to discuss, man, lots to discuss. First of all, let's get to the business uh let me get you the quote of the day man quote of the day right on the bottom of the ticker the only time you should look back is to see how far you've already come the only time you should look back is to see how far you've come man i talk about removing the rearview mirrors out your car all the time i talk about it all the time there's no reason to look in the rearview mirror i ain't going that way you guys look back too much man you guys live in regret too damn much We ain't going that way. Take the rearview mirrors out, man. Shit, if it was illegal, I'd take them out all my cars. Trust me. Uh, We're not going that way. So uh, poll question, man. I want to give you the poll question. Make sure you drop your comments in in the chat. Should Tua start on Sunday? That's the poll question. Should Tua start Sunday? It really should be. Should Tua even play? Should Tua even play? I don't know. It's, it's very interesting, man. Very interesting uh, discussion. Well, we'll break that thing down as well. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. We got all the merch in. We got the new Tumblr, the new shirts, the new hats. We got it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. We even got the big oversized coffee mugs. Man, we rocking it in here. We're about to blow this thing up. Much love to everybody. Uh, man, this is the best show on the planet, and you guys know it. You might as well share it, let everybody know uh we do have a special guest on today later on uh there's no more afternoon show but there will be live guests for members only uh we do have um the uh fuck i keep forgetting his name but he is the raider uh he's the raider extraordinaire uh fan and he will be on today uh later on and i think he's going to be in full costume he rocks the painted face the pads the spikes He's the most well-known Raider fan in the world, and um, and if you don't know it, he goes by the Violator. And if you guys know who the Violator is, uh, man, come on in and join us later on today at one o'clock Pacific as we'll be doing that interview. And if you're not a member, it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna launch the video later on in the day anyway. So much love to you guys. Uh, but should should Tua start this Sunday? That's what the rumor is. That's what they're saying. He's going to start. So if he starts, it is what it is. All right, now let's get back to business, all right? As you know, if you if you just have if you just started following the show or following me, I used to do a contrary to belief segment. I got to bring that back since I'm rocking solo. I got to bring back the contrary to belief segment uh brought to you by Canada Dips, cbd.com. Head on over to CanadaDipscbd. Use the promo code CoachJB. I'm in the running, man for an award so go get you some dip send me an email coach jb12 at gmail.com and let me know you got a can or so a couple tens and i'll put you in the running for the end of the year sweepstakes uh, giveaway a bottle of whiskey vodka merch hoodie um book and poster all signed so if you guys go get you some tens I'll be giving away two goodie bags at the end of the college and NFL football season this year right here on the show. So email me, CoachJB12 at gmail.com. Let's get into it, man. Contrary to Belief segment right here, brought to you by Canada Dips, right up there on the top screen. Resilience isn't something that only a select few are born with, contrary to your belief. Contrary to belief, dog, all of us have resilience in us. Some of you are just too damn soft to realize it. Resilience isn't something that only a few of us are born with. Man, that dude's resilient as hell. I wish I could be like that. You can be. Get your ass out of bed. Number two, courage is not the absence of fear. It is the wisdom to act in spite of fear. A lot of you cats think courage is, is, uh, is something, man, that you just... Only some people have courage, Coach. Not everyone has it. Not everyone could be like you. Bull crap. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is the wisdom to act in spite of fear, contrary to belief. And number three, contrary to all the naysayers out there, all the haters on IG, Twitter, and TikTok, I know exactly what I'm doing, contrary to your belief. I know what the hell I'm doing. That's how you guys should say every day. You should all say you know what the hell you're doing. And if you don't, then you ain't got no damn confidence in yourself. So you should be waking up. I know exactly what the hell I'm doing. Contrary to your belief on Twitter. Contrary to your belief on Instagram. For all the donut-eating 600-pound life cats out there who think they know your job better than you know your own. Dog, screw them. Let them go about their business and let them know you know exactly what the hell you're doing. Um... Contrary to Believe segment brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe, bleav A V five zero, And uh, hopefully some of you didn't lose your butt last night because last night's BetOnline segment sucked for a lot of Americans, man. Monday night football is bad, bad, bad. Thursday night football is bad, bad, bad. I don't know where to begin. We got a lot to break down here. Matt McChesney will join us in the second hour to break down all things football. Live Moods, the beautiful Live Moods, Fanduel Extraordinaire, betting Extraordinaire will join us in the third hour. And uh, man, just it's kind of crazy, man. But the poll question: Should Tua play Sunday? Uh, Should he start Sunday? Um, I don't know, man. I wouldn't play the cat right now. I just don't know. I'm too. It's too risky, dog. He's too risky. Let's get into the pre-snap read segment of this show. Hope the same. Brought to you by Canada Dips, once again. Um, clap it up. We're in the pre-snap read segment. We're gonna break down all things football. Um, I gotta get to a, the recap of this Broncos Chargers game, man, because I don't know what where to start at. I don't really know where to begin. Um we got a lot of lot of uh people out there bashing Russell Wilson. Uh contrary to your belief. <laughs> Your boy Herbert did not look very good at all either. He was 37 of 57, people. 37 of 57 is not a very good, efficient night for the Chargers. And I don't even know where to begin with Staley and this head coach. I do not understand it. I posted videos all night last night on TikTok, Twitter, and IG. Uh... You know, people love those videos when I talk that talk. If you haven't seen, that's why this Tuesday is Talk That Talk Tuesday. If you haven't noticed or seen my halftime report, JB's fastest two minutes, make sure you check those out. Um, Football is is completely trash, Brad, and I'm going to break those things down today on this show. Uh, Matt's going to come on. I'm going to ask him a a few things. I'm going to ask, why are we having so many headlines? Concu- Why do we have every single time a cat hits his head? It seems like he's sitting there dazed and confused. I'm confused myself watching these cats pop up and have head injury after head injury. And I just don't get it, man. I played in the era that we use bike helmets. <laughs> Why I never had no concussion every single damn time I got went to the ground like something's up. I don't know if it's fast food, Taco Bell. you Carol, Taco Bell. I don't know what the hell it is. But we're going to figure it out. We're going to break it down today. I've never seen more things. I've never seen so damn many injuries. 34 NFL injuries on Sunday alone. 34 injuries on Sunday alone. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to break this whole thing down. Let's start with Staley, number one. Let's start with Staley and his go- and him him going for it on fourth down no matter when it is. No matter where it is. No matter how it is. He's going to go for it on fourth down. And Troy Aikman's getting to the point where it's like, dog, my boy on TikTok, he recognizes bike helmets. Uh, my boy Josh Faley, Uso, uh, Uso, what up, Uso? Uh, my bo- my Uso ball last night for the Chargers, by the way. But uh, Josh, uh, on, on on my chat here on YouTube, he remembers those bladders in the bike helmet, dog. There's nothing like them. I I love bike helmets. I never had an issue with the old school Air, the old school Air helmet. That was the greatest football helmet ever invented. Greatest football helmet ever invented. And now you're telling me we're in an era that we can't hit you over the middle. We can't hit the quarterback. We can't hit you high. We can't hit you low. And we have more concussions than ever. And we have these alien-looking pots on our head. And then we wear the bullcrap rubber condom covering in the summers, over the helmet, and we still got more head injuries than ever? I thought science was real, dog. I thought science was a real thing. Where's the science? I thought we were so advanced. I thought the aliens came down, dog, and gave us all this new insight. (laughs) Man, I think it's a matter of a bunch of cats on Adderall smoking weed soft as hell. I think that's number one. Number two, I don't believe these helmets are better than what we what I wore in the eighties and the nineties. Number three, I don't think that we have any, any any mental fortitude whatsoever. I don't believe we have any mental fortitude whatsoever. So we don't know the difference between being hurt and injured. We don't understand what a knickknack is versus a injury that keeps me out of a football game. I don't believe we understand that. And that's just what it is in my opinion. Now, we're going to break that down with Matt McChesney later on in the second hour. But I got to get to the staley going on fourth down every single time. Troy Aikman's just like uh, uh, Troy Aikman is in the booth kind of like laughing at this point. He's like, "Dog, this is embarrassing. You're representing the NFL's forefathers in this profession." You are representing the NFL's forefathers. Like, when has common sense taken a backseat to analytics? Like, I'm so confused with this analytics crap. Like, dog, analytics these nuts. Stop with the analytics BS. Like, can we use common sense and punt or kick the field goal? By the way, the Chargers would have won the game in the in regular the, the, the dog the kicker was our hurt coach, he was hurt. Was he? I think the kicker won the game. I think the kicker could have made another kick. I love everybody on TikTok that comes out, coach, he had, the kicker was hurt. That's why they went for it. Really? So, was he was he hurt for the last 2 years? <laughs> like dog, shut up. This cat goes for it on every fourth down. Period. It ain't about no damn kicker. The kicker sure made the winning field goal, didn't he? Dave Roberts for the Dodgers is another analytic guy. They lose the the series to the Padres. They're up 3-0. They pull the pitcher in the fifth inning for analytical purposes, and they absolutely get roped. Common sense still is a real thing, fellas. Common sense really still exists. Sorry. Sorry. They think this is such a video game world because Kyler Murray's mental midget ass plays Fortnite all day. You know, I keep saying Fortnite because that's the only game I know what it is. I don't even know what Fortnite is, but I I don't know when these video games are anymore that these cats play. I sound like the old man on the lawn, right? I don't give a shit. But the bottom line is I I play, uh, what was the game I used to like, dog? Recently, I played uh. Mortal Kombat, dog. Mortal Kombat on PlayStation is the, is the game. Mortal Kombat, I'm Baraka, homie. I'll rip your shit apart. I'm Baraka on Mortal Kombat. That's the only game I want to see. Some real shit. You die if you screw up. <laughs> like, real life. Like, real life shit. I don't want to see Kyler Murray playing video games. Like, dog. Keep it real. Let's keep it real. He plays Call of Duty, apparently. So... Yeah, shout out Call of Duty. You want to be a new ad sponsor? I mentioned you, come on over. Call of Duty, you can come on and I'll, I'll break Kyler Murray segment down, sponsored by Call of Duty every day. Shit. But I'm saying, I'm being honest. Like, dog, it's unbelievable. We go for it on fourth down now, everywhere, all the time. And did you see the concept they ran last night on fourth down? And it was an incomplete pass. I filmed it live, by the way. So I'll eat corn. I'll eat, I'll eat crow. If he would have completed it and they got it first and they, but they incompleted it like he's not successful and he is doubled down. He has gone. He is going for it more than double the average NFL coach dog. I don't know. Uh, Just get back to common sense dog. Get back to some common sense Staley. Cause you're not going to last very long. Not for long. NFL stands for, you're not going to last very long dog. You are not going to last very long. So I don't know. Appreciate it. Um, let's get into this. Uh, we're still in the pre snap reads segment of this show. Head on over to betonline.ag use promo code believe B L E A V five zero. Uh, Cam Akers on the trading block with the Rams, basically because he knows more than the coach. Here is another example of the entitled little baby who thinks he knows more than the coach. He's just another entitled little bitch who wants everything handed to him and wants it his way. That is what we have in the NFL. That is what we have in college football. That is what we have in high school football. That is what we have in youth football because of the parents, the coaches, and administrators who allow it instead of coach it. And bottom line is, dog, Cam Akers, you are an entitled little crybaby bitch who do, does not understand appreciation, respect, or anything else for that matter, and you just won a Super Bowl last year. By the way, you were hurt the whole season, played you in the Super Bowl. You had some touches. You contributed to a Super Bowl victory. And not more than five months later, you're now crying because the head coach don't know anything about offense. And that is what apparently you have been on record saying, and that you should be getting the ball more. By the way, dog, I've seen you get the ball. You look absolutely horrible. You look absolutely horrible. You run soft. You tippy-toe. You have no vision whatsoever. And if I pulled up Florida State film when you played there, I could see the same thing. And I could have said, this is going to translate to being a bust. You're going to be a bust. And what is he? He's a bust. And you know what? I got buddies that coach there, man. Cats are starting to call him out. And he got butt hurt, just like the transfer portal kids that don't play as freshmen guess what they do they get butt hurt they don't have the mental fortitude to handle a tweet that says oh man you was a five-star in high school dog you don't even play at Alabama yeah I know I registered so I can go to the NFL and be a first rounder but guess what they don't do that no more because you on Twitter are all talking all that shit about the kid because he was a five-star, and his homeboy, who was a four-star, starts at Vanderbilt. <laughs> well, I could start at Vanderbilt right now at 46 years old. So understand something. There's a process to this, man, and it's a marath- It's not a sprint. It is a marathon, and that's what cats don't get. It is a sp- it's not a sprint. We don't need to start as freshmen to have longevity in this profession. And guess what? More Alabama kids redshirt and go on to have NFL careers than – Anyone else in college football. But what do I know? What does Saban know? Like, maybe you should learn and listen and fill it out and get your body more physically physically ready. And how about you learn mental reps and you get better in the film room and and you understand what going to class is so you can become a college graduate and make some damn money when you don't make it to the NFL. But what do I know? that is what's happening in the nfl because the cam makers of the world are the same cats that were in the portal by the way who bitch and moan about something and it's just trans transitioning into the nfl dog. it's translating to the nfl period that's what it is it's translating to the nfl and we've the first time we've seen things transcending upwards and uh We see it from youth to high school, high school to college, and now we're seeing college to the NFL. We're seeing the same trend, dog. And when do we cut the head off the dragon? I don't know. Hire my motherfucking ass, I guess. (laughs) That ain't happening. Let's transition from Cam Akers to another entitled little crybaby. Robbie Anderson kicked off the field the other day uh, against the Rams for the Carolina Panthers. He cries, bitches, moans. I had Zach Smith on the show yesterday who recruited him to Temple. Uh, He said that kid walking off the field is exactly who the kid is, which I think I've said before. So we know that was true. But guess what, dog? This is the world we live in. Instead of hold him accountable and make his ass suffer, Make him suffer in the worst franchise in football, one of them right now, Carolina Panthers, with no quarterback. By the way, you're the same guy talking shit about Baker Mayfield before Baker Mayfield came over there. So you already knew it was a disgruntled locker room. But let's get to it. You get to act a fool, look like an AB, look like an Antonio Brown type of guy. And then every single youth football kid and high school kid saw you do it. So they're going to go do it now somewhere. And you get rewarded in this today's world. You get rewarded in this clown world we live in. You get traded to the Arizona Cardinals yesterday live while we were on the show. You get traded to the Cardinals. And you're going to go play for a mental midget who can't see over the line of scrimmage, who ain't going to be able to get you the ball. He ain't going to get you the ball anyway. He can't get the ball. And then Hopkins comes back this week. Come on, man. Hey, Mike Newble, thanks for the news update. No shit, Sherlock's homeboy. We already said it yesterday. (laughs) I'm glad you're breaking news. You should be the producer for my show. How about you call in and produce the show since you're such you're so ahead of the game? <laughs> I love the fucking the the Captain Obvious is of the world that just pops in. He already got traded to Arizona. I, I didn't I just say that shit? <laughs> didn't I just say it? And didn't I say it yesterday on the show? Do you think that I don't know that he got traded? Do you think that I don't know? that a 24-hour period's gone by and I didn't know he was traded? <laughs> hey, Mike, I got what you're saying, dog. Mike Nubal wasn't saying that I didn't know. Mike Nubal was basically saying he got traded to the Arizona Cardinals as if that is the punishment. So applaud to Mike Newble. I'm not apologizing to your ass because you, you're retarded. You still can't write. <laughs> but... Um, I understand what you're saying. Uh, But Robbie Anderson's kicked off now. He is rewarded and being traded to the Cardinals. It's an unbelievable joke. I would have made his ass stay in Carolina. I would have made his ass stay there. And it's like, come on, man. You know, why do we reward these cats? That is why you see an issue across America. We're rewarding these dudes for being screw up. Like, I don't understand. How are we rewarding a cat like Robbie Anderson? How are we rewarding a cat like Cam Akers? Who tells the head coach you don't know what you're doing? He just won a Super Bowl last year. You enabled ass little boy? That is what I don't understand. That is what the issue is, I think, in my in my opinion. I wish we'd cut the head off the snake and say, you know what, dog? Um uh, you don't like it or not. I don't really care. Stay right here. Stay right here. Dog, how did TikTok suspend me? I have not cussed one time. I have not cussed one time, uh, Mac. Not one time. I made a focus on not cussing, dog. TikTok is soft, homie. Man, I'll never go on TikTok live again, dog. Um, I try to be nice and be cordial and shit. Fuck. Fuck TikTok, homie. Um, so And you can't talk to nobody, Mac, at TikTok, cause it motherfucker's just a a pill. A pill who? The fucking bots in China, motherfucker, missed me. That bullshit. Um. So anyway, well, fuck it. Now I'm cussing again. So uh, appreciate everybody in the, in the chat. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Robbie Anderson, Cam Akers. These cats are enabled, entitled, want instant gratification, and we allow it. We don't coach it. We don't coach it, dog. We allow it. CoachABstore.com, fresh-ass tumblers. Go get you some. Yeah, TikTok is a bunch of little kids, dog. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, you should see the comments. Uh, but my TikTok's getting big, so that's what she said. Um, the Bills defensive back, Jordan Poyer, he comes on Pat McAfee show from time to time. He traveled to Kansas City in an Uber van, apparently, because he was healing from a collapsed lung. However, he was able to play and had four tackles. He is still not cleared to fly. See, that's winning culture to me. That is winning culture to me. I don't believe anyone else would have done that in today's world. Do you think a kid would have drove in an Uber or or anything for that matter? um, If they were like in college, a college kid, do you think he would have drove across the country to play? Do you think that? Some of these entitled cats. I don't know, dog, if Kyler Murray would have done it. Like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Kyler Murray would have done it. Like, be real. I don't know if Kyler Murray would have did it. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if these cats are really invested, dog. They're not invested no more. They're not invested like we once were. I would have drove across the country in a heartbeat. I would have drove my damn self. But that's because I did not want to let my teammates down. Not because it's just a thing to do. I didn't want to let my teammates down. I didn't want to let my homies down, my brothers down that I bleed, sweat, and cry with. But we don't have that no more. We can't even tell you who our our predecessors are. We can't even tell you who the legendary players in our league are. These cats don't even know who they who the who the greatest at their position is. Half of these dudes don't even know who Lawrence Taylor is. I'm gonna be honest, half these cats don't know who Eric Dickerson is, Walter Payton. Some of them know who Barry Sanders is, he's on TV. A lot of cats, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I was having this conversation yesterday with, with Matt and my boy Mac here. He was talking about Dion's gonna be a power five coach because he's just a media walking media frenzy. The problem is this. I got a couple guys coaching on that staff. Half that team did not know who Deion Sanders was. And then when you say it's coach prime, he was prime time. He's still a Googleable cat. So the kids go and Google him. And now they're like, oh, this guy's our coach. Like nonchalant. <laughs> like dog, they don't even know who Deion Sanders was. That is true story. A lot of these cats don't even know who the legends are in this profession. They're not playing the game to because of the history. They're not playing the game because of the love of it. They're playing the game because they want to look cool. They want to rock 20 hats at the podium. And then they want to commit. So everybody sucks their dicks. And then they want to decommit. So everybody, again, looks at their tweet. Looks at their twit Twitter, and it's like, dog, that is the problem. That is a problem. How do you how do you pay a dude two hundred million dollars who has that investment? I don't understand. How do you pay a dude that has that investment two hundred million dollars? Dog, please explain it to me. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. If you're not a member, become one, man. Uh, like I said, I'll have great guests on during the days on certain occasions, members only. Uh, plus, I'll launch it later. Uh, $1.99, man. The best $1.99 you can spend. Plus, we'll be doing trivia questions as far as we grow the show. Plus, we're giving away a lot of shit. Plus, you can call in and talk to me on occasion. Um, the beautiful coach JB. Right here on the Coach J B show, brought to you by all things fight camp, Roman, r slash Coach J B. And head on over to CoachJBStore.com and get you some merch. Uh, Carson Wentz has surgery on his finger. He's expected to miss four weeks. Thank God. Thank God that Carson Wentz is out. That is one less shitty quarterback that I got to break down. (laughs) Like, real shit. That is one less quarterback that I got to break down. Because he is... Dog shit. He looks like hammer dog shit, ran over by a tractor in the middle of Kansas somewhere. No offense, Sean Waffle, if you're in here. But uh, (laughs) Carson Wentz is horrible. Baker Mayfield is right there with him. I don't know who's worse. And right now, Kyler Murray is right there with him. They're right together. Those three are the bottom of the barrel. They're at the bottom of the barrel, um. So, yeah. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, uh, it's not Santa Monica. It's Costa Mesa. Uh, this Saturday, this Saturday, uh, I'll be. I'll, I'm launching my slapstick cigars this Saturday uh, at High Times Wines and Spirits in Costa Mesa, California. Kind of Newport Beaches, right on the border. Three to eight p.m. So come down, meet and greet me. Uh, you can uh, you can buy some books signed. I'll sign a book for you, take a picture, whatever. We'll have a whole setup. You can buy a bunch of, they got the best, cheapest liquor in America in their store. And they got wine and cheese and food tasting and all that shit going on. And it's right there in the luxury of Newport Beach Bars uh, Row. There's about a million bars you could go to. So bring your lady, bring your homie, whatever. 3 to 8 p.m. this Saturday, uh, High Times, Costa Mesa. Check it out. Uh, my slapdick cigars will be launched and you can come grab you some. Um, so Carson Wentz has surgery. That means Heineke going to take over. Uh, yeah, we'll be online. We'll be online. Once we get that launched, um, we're going to launch it here in Cali first in a few stores, and then we'll be on the West coast as far as online first. So we'll service the entire West coast online from oregon to arizona to nevada to utah uh idaho will be on the main west coast basically and then we're because every state it's hard to distribute cigars online and then once we get that cleared by next week we should be able to move to the east coast and the south um as far as buying online so we're gonna get that out there um no damn wrappers. I don't use wrappers. There ain't no damn fillers. I just told you this is cigar Cuban Leaf La Hero. This is a triple Lajero Cuban Leaf hand rolled. This is a real deal cigar. This ain't no fucking beady ass uh whatever you guys, black and mild motherfucker. This ain't no ghetto ass fucking black and mild, homie. This is a real cigar, cat. Cuban. Real Cuban. Come check it out. Um I'm sure he'll tweet about it. I've got a filler, uh, black and mild. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carson Wentz is done. Heineke's going to come back. They're going to win some football games with with Heineke. Yeah, motherfucker, I like it's a cigarillo and shit. Uh, The new plaintiff in the Deshaun Watson case has to give her name to pursue the lawsuit. Has to give her name. Um... Yeah, and guess what? The Riddick's, you could also get killed walking your doggy. You can get killed walking your doggy down the street, homie. Shit. A good cigar? Shit. 50, 60 bucks if you want a real, real premium one. Mine goes for like 24 bucks. Um, It'll be a little cheaper, I believe, online, but it goes, mine's a premium cigar, dog, and I, we're going to be cheap. We're going to be cheap because that's who I am. I service the people. I don't service Beverly Hills, homie. I service the fucking hood. And the bottom line is, you motherfuckers will go buy Jordans and some white T-shirts, too. So shut the fuck up. You'll go buy a new cell phone. You'll buy some video games. You'll play Fortnite. You'll buy the new damn Call of Duty. Don't tell me you can't buy a $24 cigar. So miss me with the bullshit. Perception is reality, and it's all about uh, perspective. You guys' perspective on shit is fucked. That's real talk. You'll buy some Jordans that will make a billionaire richer, but you won't buy a motherfucking small business cigar to make the business and the fucking hood keep going. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. We got a few things, man. I'm working on getting my main man, Freeway Rick Ross, on the show. The real Freeway Rick Ross, not the rapper. So I'm going to try to get Freeway on. Uh, My big homie, my mentor. Uh, We're trying to get him on the show soon. Working on Dan Orlovsky. We have today, later on, um, obviously, we have The Violator, the, the Raiders' greatest fan of all time. He'll be live on my show this afternoon for members. And then we'll launch that show later on. Check out the Jason Whitlock episode from yesterday, Fearless, on YouTube. I was on that every Monday. I'm on that show. Uh, we rocked the house yesterday, um, basically breaking down quarterbacks and, and all things. Um, where I'm going to talk about real quick before I uh, talk about Deshaun Watson. Order to this this new this new uh, plaintiff that has filed a suit has to give her name, as she should. I believe she should give her name. I believe she should give her name. And the problem is, dog, that's how we know if it's fake or if it's not, right? We're gonna talk about it as fake. If it's fake, dog, then then then, then, okay, let's show it. But I find it hard to believe that there's 30 females out here who have conspired to go against this dude <laughs> Like, that shit is crazy to me. We've conspired we we conspired against this cat and all together like you know how much money you would have to pay me you know how much money you would have to pay me to how much money you would have to pay me to conspire against a human like that come on man like miss me with that bs it's i i want to see You have to have a lot of heart, a lot of malice, a lot of hate for a cat to go against him at at this number. Like 30 cats, 30 broads are coming after this dude. So you're telling me, oh, coach, the owner fired, uh, paid a bunch of girls just to say this. Man, there's been too many girls that have shown their face, dog. So I I miss me with the bullshit. I don't want to hear that shit. I I don't want to hear it. I think he's a weirdo, pedophile, creepy fuck. I, I just think that's what he is. I, I think he's a groomer, to be honest with you. I think he's a groomer, and I think that is what it's come down to. That's just my opinion. I wouldn't let him babysit my daughter. Shit, that's what I, I'm telling you right now. I wouldn't let him babysit my daughter. Um, but anyway, she has to give her name. So, okay, we're still in the pre-snap breed of this show right now. Brought to you by Dips. AP preseason college basketball rankings came out. North Carolina runner-up for the national titles favored. Gonzaga, who went to the Sweet 16 and lost, disappointingly, last year. They're, they're number two. Kentucky got eliminated in the first round. We put them at number three every year. It seems like Kentucky's number three. Houston, they put as number four. They were in the Elite Eight last year. UCLA Sweet 16, Um should have won. Uh that was my pick to go to the finals last year. They're at number 5 followed by Kansas, Duke and Texas. So that's college basketball. I didn't I mean this is the good part of the of 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 the calendar for the year. We got baseball ending. <laughs> that's the good part to me, but we got the World Series, right? October. Then you got college football and NFL football still playing. You got hockey, and now you got basketball about to start up college and pro so we get to watch my city lakers uh look like they're a bunch of fucking grown old men and then we get to watch uh my ucla brewing basketball who's got more natties than anybody um we get to watch those guys as well as all the football so it's the best time of the season and you got christmas around the corner and if you're broke then it's horrible if you got money then it's great so it is what it is dog you got halloween coming around the corner and uh I love Christmas, dog, when I have money. If I don't have money, I hate Christmas. I mean, that's just real, right? If you got money, Christmas is great. If you don't have money, Christmas is absolutely fucking, it should be in the, it should be played or, 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 it should be in hell. You should be in hell if you're broke around Christmas. Like that shit should be a, 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 a damn, uh, 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 you should have like, you have to have this criteria met. If you're broke, you go to hell for Christmas. <laughs> like, dog, that's what it is. I don't want to be in Christmas fucking. I don't want to be broke in Christmas, and I can't give you nothing. I like to give, dog. I'm a giver. I give I give out shit. I give out shit to homeless. If I see them around me that I know that are really homeless, make sure, contrary to belief, don't fall for the okie dog, dog. Homeless motherfuckers got Venmo now. Homie, they got Venmo. If a homeless cat ever walks to me and tells me, can you Venmo me, I'm going to slap the dog shit out of them. You better not come at me with no Venmo on your cell phone and you homeless. Talk about I'm homeless. I got Venmo. That is a real thing, dog. I filmed that shit last year. You guys saw it. That is a real thing. This cat said Venmo me. I said, motherfucker, i Venmo these nuts. I'll, dam- I'll be damned if I Venmo a homeless cat. You ain't doing that bad. Homie, I don't have Venmo, motherfucker. Shit. But anyway, that's where we are. That's the life we're in. Um, I've never seen so many cats coming up with concussions, head injuries, torn ACLs. We had another lineman last night blow out his uh, Achilles tendon. Dog. Oh. Achilles tendons, number one reason for blowouts. Do you guys know? Anyone in here know? All you biomechanic fucking engineers and all you fucking kinesiology majors in here that claim to know every fucking thing on Twitter. Do you know why we have so many Achilles injuries? Because you're out of shape. You're out of shape. To Josh's point, he said calf raises. That is a strengthener, by the way, of Achilles tendon. But guess what? We're not working out like we once did, dog. We're not. We're not working out like we once did. We are more prone to injury than we've ever been before. Period. So you wonder why? I keep telling you the investment is no good. It's not legit. We don't have an investment. We don't have investment in this thing. And you want to pay $200 million to Kyler fucking Murray, homie? You want to pay the money to these cats? that can't even read a sight adjust. Can't make a call at the line of scrimmage. Can't get up there and say, Mike, 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 51-51. Let's re-ID the mic. Let's plus it down. Let's get to fucking... Let me know who's coming so I can tell everybody out here. Dog, we don't do it no more. We don't invest. We don't invest. Man, a shout-out to everybody in the chat. We got 500 cats up in here this morning. Much love to everybody, man, growing the show. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. If you're not a member, become one. Best dollar ninety nine you can spend. Um... LeBron James spends a million dollars on his body every year. On his body alone, a million dollars. Russell Westbrook, he spends a million dollars on Gucci. There's a fucking huge difference. AD spends a million dollars on Jordans, Gucci, man purses, funny bunny ass, tight skinny jeans and shit. That is the difference. We do not understand the difference in sacrifice versus reward or live in the now. You pay me $200 million, homie. I'm out. I'm in the buy. I'm chilling. I'm 24. I came from the hood. I'm from nothing. I came from nothing. You just gave me $200 million you expect me to go learn coverage you expect me to go out and learn my trade you're supposed you expect me to be a professional get the fuck out of here man you guys are killing me with this expectations you guys think that these guys are good on me i'm gonna be honest with you last night was a joke last night was a horrible display of not only quarterback play, which, what do I know? I'm only the one saying quarterback play in the, across America is the worst I've ever seen it. Um, but also, you saw this bad display of football. And when Matt McChesney joins us in about 15 minutes, we're going to break down why football is so bad. Why is football so bad? I, I don't understand why football has digressed. But I have ideas and I have thoughts. And we're going to break that shit down when Matt gets on. Um, let me ask this question to you guys. All you guys are coaches out there. I know we got a couple coaches in the, in the chat every morning. Let me ask you something. What are your thoughts when kids leave one state and transfer to an, a completely other another state to play football in high school? High school kids leaving one state, your home state, and going, let's say a kid leaves Indiana, comes to California. Plays high school football. What is your guys' take on that? Interesting. I can't say I'm I I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I stole a kid from Indiana and he came to California and played for me in Long Beach. So, but again, I'm the best recruiter in America. So, I, <laughs> nowadays, catch a paying dudes, housing dudes, all this illegal shit. Um, I'm very curious on what your take is because it's happening a lot. IMG gets kids from California california img cats are leaving florida coming to play at modern day i mean we're seeing it at an all-time rate cats leaving their home state to go play in another state i understand covid happened we had a kid leave here last year go to georgia he actually still ripped it in georgia so uh kid left here i think he left upland or ranch Cucamonga or something out here and went out there um but what's your take um uh, i don't know it's interesting i'm, I'm curious uh I've heard several responses but uh, you know I got to keep it real man um my dad would have laughed me out of the fucking house my dad would have laughed me out of the house like I don't believe my dad would have even he wouldn't have stopped drinking his beer or eating his food I promise you he would not have I can't thank him enough for being the way he was I cannot thank him enough like, I swear to God, I can picture my dad right now eating at the dinner table. If I was, we never really did that. But if I was chilling with my dad at the dinner table, for instance, and I'm like, Pop, man, this is high school out in uh, in Florida. Can I leave Compton? <laughs> can I go out to Florida? That motherfucker would have been like, yeah, okay. Right after I cracked these dozen eggs in my motherfucking pocket. <laughs> that that was his saying that was his saying John Robinson shut up I'm so fucking tired of your motherfuckers excuses lots of kids coming from bad situations (laughs) yeah cause I lived in Beverly fucking hills homie I didn't live in a car growing up through high school I didn't live in a car getting ate up by ants. Did I fucking try to leave, motherfucker? Did I try to cry and bitch and moan and want to leave and fucking say, I got a bad situation, man. I got to leave, man. Shut the hell up, dog. You know what? Winners do. Winners figure shit out. Losers make excuses. (laughs) Period. Winners find a way, homie. I'm tired of hearing the soft-ass fucking excuses. I'm so fucking tired of hearing soft ass excuses about fucking bad situation. Hey coach, man. He hit that girl, but dog, you know, he didn't his mama died when he was young. So fucking what? So you don't have hair on your nuts now? You can't fucking you can't figure out the difference between right and wrong. So your mom died, so that gives you a right to hit a woman. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect fucking sense, dog. Perfect fucking sense. Um, I I just can't fathom the excuses that some of y'all make, dog. You motherfuckers have excuses for excuses. And it absolutely blows my mind. Like Richard Sherman left Compton. By the way, he had a 4.0 at Stanford. Higher GPA than Kelsey Clinton. Chelsea Clinton, whatever her name is. I don't give a fuck what her name is. If I knew her name, then I wouldn't care. I'm just telling you. How about we say, I have been doing my halftime shows. What are you talking about? Austin Reno? Become a member before you just start putting your foot in your mouth. Uh, dog, I just got to be honest. Like he, he, What's his excuse? Marcellus Wiley went to fucking Columbia out of Compton. What's his excuse? Larry Allen didn't, he only grew up on my street with me. Anthony Anderson, great comedian. Paul, uh... Uh, What's his name? Uh, What's his name? Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez. Great Hispanic comedian. He only grew up on my street as well. I mean, what do we know, dog? How about Venus and Serena? They made it out, didn't they? (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it is what it is. So Marcellus Wiley's parents have something to do where they grew up. They still grew up in Compton, dog. What is your point? Their parents weren't lazy and fucking got out and actually got real jobs and got a degree and got education so their son can actually understand it and fucking go to Columbia and leave Compton? Is that a bad thing? (laughs) Holy shit. Man, I'd argue there's more successful people from Compton than any other city in America. Dog, I can break down so many people from Compton. How about Pete Rozelle, who the NFL is actually created by that was the original nfl commissioner pete rosell and my dad grew up together went to compton high together compton college together you know how many actors how about marilyn monroe she's kind of a big deal she's from compton by the way kevin costner he's a pretty big actor compton i mean i could keep going on and on and on dog about who's from compton it's in my book hate me now love me later so if you guys want to get a movie uh get a book go go check it out on my site, coachabstore.com. All right. We're still in the pre-snap read of this show, dog. It's, it's unbelievable. I appreciate everybody in here. We got 530 cats in here. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, much love to everybody for joining me every morning, man. This is going to be the best morning show on the planet. Best show on the planet. But we're the precursor to your day right here on the Coach AB show every day, 6 to 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, 9 to noon on the East let me get to a few things uh i want to ask matt that question later on when he jumps on here in a few minutes i want to ask him um we always bang cpt homie i never forget where i'm always there too the best believe it uh i'm curious on the kid leaving their state and i don't want to hear the bad situation fucking excuse i'm tired of hearing that shit but we're gonna check it out um are the jets for real or are they fake are they faking the funk or are they real? I'm curious. Are the Jets for real, Hector? I don't know if they're for real, but they sure look fucking good. They sure look good. Um, I did not play baseball, Steven. I did not play baseball. I did pitch a few times. I had like a 96-mile-an-hour fastball for never throwing a baseball because baseball throwing and football throwing is a completely different thing. It's a completely different part of your arm. It's completely more forearm. It's more striations on your on your on your lats and your rotator cuff and different parts of your arm takes a different beating than throwing a football, so completely different. Uh, I did pitch a 96 mile an hour fastball. My co- actually in college, the baseball coach wanted me to pitch, and I was like, Nah, I'm not feeling it. So I never played. I never played baseball, but uh, I did play when I was little. Like I was a good hitter and shit. I never knew I could. Grow though but uh Brees Hall is a Kansan by the way Kansan uh he's a Wichita Northwest high school kid school I recruited in Kyle and Juco uh he actually went there to Iowa State from there um so uh Kansas man has put out a lot of good running backs if you don't know that if you don't not understand the dip, Kansas the state does not put out a lot of great athletes okay they have their share here and there. Wichita, Kansas has put out the most. Um, but Barry Sanders, we've had two cats play for the Cowboys. One cat's in jail. I forgot his name now. Played in the NFL a long time. He's from Wichita North, uh, Southeast, I believe. There's a lot of Kansas Kansas running backs that have played in the NFL. Um, so interesting. Then, obviously, Gale Sayers played at the University of Kansas. But, uh, yeah, was it Joe Randall? Was that his name? Yeah, there was a few. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Darren Sproles, yeah. Kansas has put out a lot of good running backs. And, and Wichita, in particular, has put out a lot of uh, good running backs. Wichita North High School, Uh great friend of mine is a coach there, um, produced Barry Sanders. Um, the Brees Hall kid is, is, is Wichita Northwest. Uh, the Randall kid, I believe, went to Southeast or one of those. Uh, Bryce Brown is another one. Shay, exactly. Bryce Brown, I think, went to uh, Wichita East, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I don't know. I, I've recruited all those deals. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, so much love to everybody in the chat. Hit the like button, subscribe. you coming. Yeah, what do I know? Hector, shit, I don't know. But are the Jets for real? I think they have a great, great nucleus that are that is in process. That is in process right now. Their defense is good. Uh, my kid's playing pretty good. Um, he plays on a lot of third downs, uh, getting his feet wet in the NFL. He's got four sacks on the year, I think. Um, he, he's 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 doing well. He's doing well. Um, and they have a great nucleus. They got Sauce, Sauce, Sauce Gardner or whatever his name is. He's got to have some of the best feet I've seen on the corner in a long, long time. He has a great feet, dog. Transition. He can hip turn and run. He can get out of his back pedal and transition faster than anybody. Um, but my point is to this question I have to ask. Who's better, the Jets or The Giants. And then, can the Knicks match them this year? Because the Nets are primed to be a NBA Finals team if they all play. I, I hope they don't play. I hope they don't make it. I, I just have—I despise these bitch-made cats for the Nets. I despise them. So, um, Jermaine has one and a half sacks. Ke- Kevin C. told me, so I'm corrected. Um, I know he had a sack that was a penalty and got de- got taken off. I know he sacked Lamar Jackson. I thought he sacked uh, someone else, too. Um, So I thought he had two and a half. But one and a half sacks, the stat that man says. Um, Let me ask you. I'm curious. Are the Giants better than the Jets? Who's the real deal? And I'm going to be honest. The Giants have a hell of a defense, too, Sean. The Giants have a hell of a defense. They can stop the run. Their secondary is playing lights out right now, and they're running the football. And I'm going to be honest. We're going to break down last night's game with Matt. Uh, I got to be honest. Denver's defense is as real as it gets. Denver's defense is good. How long will that last? I don't know. I don't know how long that's going to last because as poorly as Russell Wilson and that offense not only looks designed but how bad they're playing. Uh the defense eventually is going to say, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm not I'm not showing up today either." You don't show up, we keep playing our ass off, but you can't give us no points. That is a real thing in the locker room. We're going to ask Matt uh his time in the Broncos and his time for the Jets how how that how that works, but we're going to check that out and talk to Matt about that. Um very, very interesting to take. I want to ask him that. Are the Patriots for real now with Roger and Zappi at quarterback? How are they? Uh, are the Cowboys a real team? Or are they fake? Or are they pretenders? How about the Falcons after beating the shit out of the 49ers? And are the Bucks dead or alive? How about the Rams? I'm going to break this all down here with Matt in a second. Um, I want to get to a few things real quick uh, before Matt joins us. I want to give you my... My worst performances of the weekend on the bottom here. All right. Alabama, Penn State, KU, USC, and Florida State. Those are my uh, those are the my bottom five performers in college football this this week. Why, coach? Well, this is number one. Alabama pissed the bad. I believe they had too many penalties. They continue to have penalties um and i've never seen anything like it right never seen anything like it so i'm curious on that um penn state just absolutely got dogged like they did not show up to play and how do you show not show up to play michigan at at undefeated so you're telling me michigan's that that much better than you then you're a fraud because you've played nobody. You you almost got beat game one by Purdue. You are a fraud, Penn State. And James Franklin keeps holding on to his job. I love James. James is a good dude. Um, but, I mean, at some point, is mediocrity the new excellence? Like, I'm, I'm just curious. Is mediocrity the new excellence? Because that is what happens, and then at the, at the same time, on the flip side of things, we fire coaches after a year or two because of poor performance. When really you didn't give the coach anything to work with. Like I'm curious to see how that is. Uh, how Matt thinks about that? Ku, I just think again, they got beat twice by TCU. That's the thing I've been talking about. We're getting beat twice now more than ever before we are getting beat twice now more than ever before in the history of football in my opinion and that's just is what it is that's my personal opinion so um it is what it is uh without further ado let's bring my main man matt mcchesney in matt six zero academy what's uh, good uh, some merch on on our website make sure you head on over to coachabstore.com once we get his logo, we've already designed some things. Yesterday, they'll be on CoachABStore.com. You could get his merch, you could get his uh, his uh, hoodies, some tanks. Uh, if you want to work out, we we designed a few good looking things, so they'll be on the website. What's up, brother? How you doing?
1: Good morning, bro. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Last night was disgusting. I mean, dude, it's changing like, like, is it getting worse? I I feel. And I, I really thought about this for a long time last night at, you know, at halftime, I was like, okay, this, this looks like a competitive football game. Let's see what happens in the second half, because we've been talking about this for a month now. And Zach's been talking about it constantly, Minister of sports. The halftime adjustments are non-existent in the NFL or the, the defensive coaches are the only ones adjusting. And Last night, when when Buddy Wackett was w- running in at, at halftime to go coach the Broncos or whatever they did orange slice time at halftime with the Broncos, he said, "No, we're not going to change anything. We're good." That was a great first half, and I literally was like in my house, like, "Oh, we're fucked. This guy's not going to change anything." Um, retrospectively, if we're looking at the entire NFL, I don't is- know he knows if to something. I don't know if it's ever been this bad, bro. It is the play calling the execution, the blocking, the, the route running, the, I, I mean, everything, everything looks like on offense, like it's a step behind and this is what I came up with. And let me know how you feel about this.
0: All right. Cause this is the topic I want to ask you. I want to break this down. I want to get into why yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a
1: problem. So let, let me get your feelings on this as being a quarterback guy. When the NFL made offense easy by eliminating you know, safeties and linebackers being able to decapitate you across the middle and eliminating the part of defense that made the offense be perfect in order to execute. It allowed the offense to become lazy. It allowed the offensive players and the offensive coordinators and the quarterbacks to become lazy. And Tom Brady is the only one that we can look at here and say he was in both eras. And he is the number one person I go to on this when he says, all I see everywhere is bad football. And I agree with him. It, think about this. Back in the day, I'm just going to use. Uh, we'll use Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu, Steve Atwater, Ronnie Lott. Just kind of modern era and old school, right? All Hall of Fame players. Brian Dawkins, a guy I played with. Okay, with those guys, you had to throw on time in between windows. Receivers had to know they had to sit down in zone. They had to understand the coverages. Their routes had to be crisp. Your boy Troy Anselmi. Anticipatory yes. throw. Yes, your boy Troy Aikman last night was on there, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, talking about how sloppy all the routes are and the timings off because of it. And all of this, everything on offense that's struggling in the NFL, it goes all the way back down to the center snap. Everything is lazy now. The comp- the, the preparations lazy. Everybody knows they're not going to get hit. The routes are lazy. The the quarterback knows you can throw into windows that back in the day you never would think about throwing into because your receiver is going to get hurt, let alone. Now they're looking for personal fouls rather than trying to complete balls that are, you know, conducive towards a drive and scoring. I just don't – I don't understand how you can make the game easier offensively and everybody can get worse just because I don't – I
0: I, I just want to go back and forth because I agree with you. That's a great point, by the way. I think that is a great point. I didn't even think about that as much kind of subconsciously. I guess we, we think about those things, but I'm just like sitting there last night watching it and it's been happening. It's been happening for a while. We've been talking about it for a while and I'm curious to to know though. And I just want to debate this. Like this is the first time in the world. In my generation, that we are seeing something from the bottom, and I keep saying this, transcend to the top. The top is the NFL, they're the trendsetters. The NFL is the people that we all used to look up to as kids. We wanted to be like Mike, we wanted to be that guy, right? That's the NFL. Now, youth football is such a shit show that when they get to high school,
1: It's transfer, it's that that's for sure. Transfer,
0: transfer transfer porto in high school is a real thing, right? So now that goes to college, which is the biggest shit show. And now that it's going to the NFL where we're demanding trades under contract, which never used to happen. We're seeing it in the NBA. We're seeing it in NFL. We're seeing it in baseball. This is a the least invested group of professionals I've ever seen across the landscape. We have more injuries than ever. I attested to lack of investment as a professional in your body. I also attested to horrible preparation and giving getting the bag too quickly. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you. I said on Jason Whitlock show yesterday, if you gave, if I gave you Matt McChesney 200 million dollars to run your own academy, and I said, here, dog, oh, I, I, you can start next fall. We're going to build you a facility. We'll see you in the fall and we expect you to... We don't even tell you, though, but we're going to expect you to have your kids in line, your your equipment, your plan, your organizational structure, blah, blah, blah. You show up in the fall, your fucking thing is an absolute joke. There's nothing wrapped in the weight room. You have no philosophy. There's no goals, No nothing ready to go, and... Cause you were in fucking Dubai for three months chilling because you came from the hood. You got two hundred million dollars you've never seen before. You bought two Ferraris a day, and you're like, you know what? Fuck, this is life. But I'm not thinking about what I'm doing as a professional dog. You think Kyler Murray, when he got two hundred million dollars, went right into the film room and started de- started ID in the mic? Well, Fuck, we, no. we he was- know he
1: didn't. Look, look the. Throughout history, there's been immature athletes and mature athletes, right? There's been guys who who got paid and got better, and there's been guys who got paid and got worse, like Ie. Jamarcus Russell, Johnny Manziel, yada yada yada. I do agree with you that this is a very lazy generation. I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly that, but it's not everyone. It's a it's a high percentage of entitlement, but it's also there are also some some guys who are like minded that that work their asses off they're few and far between but they are out there the the thing the thing that's really bothering me about this entire situation is the players wanted this the players asked for less less contact less practice more money you know more share of the revenue which they they should get as a player as a Uh, a a member of the players union. I want as big a piece from these fucking owners as we can, as we can get. I understand the NFL means not for long. I get all that. I don't even as a practice squad player, when I was in the league or when I changed positions like games, I didn't even play. I, uh, I took losses really, really personal. And I still do. Like I, I took losing in the weight room, really personal. I took losing on the practice field, super personal, I took losing in college unbelievably personal. I took losing in the NFL personal. Like, it every day that I could go out there and play that it was given to me, I tried to take advantage of. And I, I feel like there's a lot of guys these days, high school, college, and pro. It's rampant. You get this guy. <sighs> I don't want to go to practice today. It's too hot. And coach is going to yell. And football's hard. And. I think I'm just going to get on social media and complain and bitch, and somebody will feel sorry for me and tell me it's okay. Back in the day, we didn't have that fucking portal. We didn't have that opportunity to get sympathy. So you had to go to fucking work. And the guys who are going to be able to handle this are the ones that are going to move forward. But the problem is the biggest prima donnas now are the quarterbacks. And we've talked about this in and out. Back in the day, I used to look at quarterbacks as the toughest guys on the team. Okay, they would get hit.
0: Time out. I got to ask you. This is a question I brought up earlier. I asked the chat. We got 550 people in here. What is Matt McChesney's take on this happening? Because you're going to talk about quarterbacks right now. Yep. I equate it to this. What is your take on high school quarterbacks leaving their home state to go to another state and play? I feel that that is a huge thing, and I think that both me and you agree I was just telling a story. If I would have to told my dad at the dinner table, hey, dad, this is my dad. I'm the dad. And I, and I said, hey, dad, I want to move to Florida to go to IMG and play. And my dad would probably not even, he would have been like, yeah, okay. And he would have, he would have either just off and went to bed and he would have not have stopped drinking his beer. But that would not have been a conversation to have, Matt. Like, that wouldn't even have been able to brought up in my He would have been like, you pussy
1: motherfucker. You're leaving to do what? Well and, and so like that's where it starts, Matt. I, I agree I agree, but there's two sides to this, okay? As a guy who works for so many kids recruiting-wise, there's I'm gonna just go off the top of my head this year's class alone in my gym. Joseph Capra, Cole crew Garrett Sauer, Tyler Kubert. Okay, Kubert. All four of them, in my opinion, are division one quarterbacks. <laughs> All four of them. All four of them are getting. Fucked with and slow play because we're in Colorado, period. If they if Joe Capper was doing what he was doing in here, six touchdowns a game and running by people making them look stupid, if Cole Crew was doing what he was doing here in Florida, if Kapp was in California or Texas or Allen, Texas or whatever, where they give a shit, not to say they don't care here. It's getting All a right. lot better, but All it's right. not the same atmosphere. They would get more looks no, so get a, as a, as a coach though, it's my job to put them in position to be seen more. I, I think that the ability to, I think the ability to leave and transfer under the guidance and the, the direction of a coach and like a, a consigulary, which is what I am like an agent for almost. That's one thing. Just transferring because your feelings are hurt or you don't like the coach or you think you're going to get better opportunity somewhere else. That's when the high school kid, most, most, most states have rules too, that you can't just leave. But again, those can be overran. The transfer, the high school kids need to look at the college kids and go, Holy shit. There's 7,000 people in the transfer portal. A lot of those kids don't have any tape. They just went from high school to college. They didn't like college after a year, year and a half. They didn't play much or at all. All they did was practice. They got in the portal because they said they were lied to and, you know, whatever. And now they're sitting around watching. I know several of them, unfortunately. The kids who have tape and have graduated, you've earned your right to transfer, brother. High five. Do your thing. Play the system. But the look, the, the system sometimes, just like coaches, has to guard the players, the players, the college and high school players in this regard are uneducated. The system needs to guard them and make sure that they don't make bad decisions when they're naive and young and stupid. And the National Football League, they've got to sit down with the the the, the competition committee and the, the players and the owners and figure out common ground on how to play physical football without 150 yards of penalties. And. You want, it, you want the, the league to be an ass-kicking league, but everything we do is soft and penalized, and that that is also the league and their decision trying to guard the players from themselves, right? They're trying to protect a 250-pound linebacker and a 230-pound running back from killing each other when you can't. So, look, I feel like a lot of this is kind of pie in the sky, too. Like, we can we can sit here and talk about how much we want things to change, but the, the game of football is inherently going to the, the side of everybody should play. Everybody can play. This is for everyone. You know, it's ELE. Everybody love everybody. And we're just going to, you know, we'll adapt and move forward. And I'm on the other side of the fence, like, this shit is not for everybody. You should really be careful if you're going to play. People are out here trying to cripple you. At least real motherfuckers are. And it's not everybody love everybody. It's everybody crush everybody. So it hey, Let me
0: ask you this. Do, see, I couldn't have left nowhere when I was in high school. Like, I didn't have, we didn't have the income. We didn't have the the the, the resources, the ability. Yeah, was no like, where was I going? Like, who was I staying with? Like, that is just, so, and my dad was like me. We don't fucking trust no motherfucking buddy. So I'm not going out there and putting my son with some fucking Yahoo. So like, That is where my point is, though. We have become so accepting and nice and trustworthy, and you wonder why we have so many hats at the podium when we want to rock this decommitment and commitment shit. We believe everybody now selling us a car. We don't do our investigation. We don't do our research. Our parents don't turn over rocks. The mothers know nothing about recruiting, but then they're pointing you as the greatest thing since sliced bread and then motherfucking the coach.
1: Well, okay, okay. But I will say this, too, on the other side of the coin. Some of the coaches are terrible and deserve to get motherfucked. I don't want the moms to even have, other than the parents paying the bill, I don't want them involved. I want them to say thank you when their kid goes to school for free because that's what they signed up for. But, again, not everybody has six zero in the bridge, bro. This is my point. There's a lot of kids out here in Denver that don't come in here that I watch on Twitter and Instagram bitch about a lack of opportunity. And I'm like, bro, I'm right down the fucking street. You know, like it's, there's no guarantees when you walk in here that shit's going to happen. You still have to play, you know? And the other part of this is the scapegoat part of this generation. I never, I don't ever remember being in a situation where I was cut or suspended from CU or not recruited by somebody where I had the audacity. I never even thought about it being someone else's fault. Like someone else had control, whether it's a coach, or a, a personal trainer, a guy you work with, your grandpa, your fucking college coach, whoever. I never, ever thought to myself, you know, it's his fault I didn't get an opportunity. And in the position I'm in now, going into 15, 14, 15 years of doing this at 6-0, that is rampant. It is rampant. And it's something that as a as a coach and as a business owner, I have to just walk away from. You, I used to. Like, put a lot of energy into it. Like, what do you mean it's my fault? Now I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You need his fall guy. That's fine. I'll be your fall guy. I don't give a fuck. You know, the majority of the time a leader is the fall guy. That's how it works. So that is also a rampant problem because uh, if, if a kid walks into my facility and they say, hey, I want to play at fucking Michigan. And I go, cool, let's go to work. You got an opportunity here. I think you can do it. And then a year and a half into it, when we're in the middle of the process, if things haven't happened fast enough, he just quits. And then the next week, it's like football karma. The next week I get a call and they're like, hey, tell me about this kid. And I'm like, yeah, he quit. And they're like, red flag immediately. So at least that, you know, there are some good things that come out of it. The kid either grows up and earns it or there's a red flag and they don't recruit him. But. I don't know if they're going to be able to change this mindset, JB. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to change it. I think it's going to get way worse before it gets better. But putting money in the kids' hands and giving them cars and things of that nature, I can't fault the kids for that right now. The NIL and the lack of rules and the wild, wild west aspect of this is allowing it. So, again, until the clown show NCAA – and everybody gets together here, and they figure out a way to kind of regulate this a little bit, and salary cap the schools, and make sure everybody's getting paid. And then, you know, you can have your competitive advantages with people that have more money. At that point, this is going to continue to happen.
0: Um, now, nah, I hear you. Uh, hey, Ricky Diaz, you can eat a dick up, bitch boy. Get your bitch <laughs> ass up out of here, motherfucker. Mother
1: yeah, I can't. I can't oh, see any oh, of the oh, comments. Oh, so well, love well, you all.
0: But they don't. They're not even members. But they want to come in talking shit man well, that's fuck fans you do, and your bro. bitch, me get the fuck up out of here bitch boy take your sorry ass <laughs> all you troll motherfuckers can eat a dick up real shit uh,
1: all, all you trolls can come hang out with me under the bridge
0: man they're all a bunch of bitch ass cats homie <laughs> that's what they are um so anyway bottom line is um hey remember love your dick riders they're your biggest fans um so look i gotta i gotta break this down um I've never seen so many cats injured with head injuries. So I got to ask something. Um, Last night, big tight end, Parnum, 6'7", 6'8", kid, catches an out route, catches the ball. Very, very routine tackle. He he comes down, he lands, he gets up. He's fucking dazed and confused. And I'm just like, dog. What in the fuck is going on? And I'm just like, why are we so injury prone when it comes to our head now? And I want to break this down to you real quick. We have the best alien technology. Because remember, the aliens came down, gave us all this fucking technology. We created these big, huge buckets. And we got put condoms on them now in practice. We have all the protection. And then guess what, Matt? We can't even fucking hit you in a game anyway. But having said that, we can't hit you. It's not as violent anymore. This used to be a collision sport. Now it is a contact sport. Used to be a major collision sport, just like NASCAR racing. Just for the
1: skills. It's only it's only a contact sport for the skill players.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. And and now we have the best technology, Matt. But it's funny because everyone I grew up with played with, and I just had this conversation last night. I said, "Dog." Why did I never have a head injury with a fucking bike helmet?
1: The well, old air helmet? It's Why because did I of have the testing, thing too, thing? though. You know that. Huh? Like, I, there's there's two things here, I think, with the concussions, Sp- specifically with concussions. One, any, any notice of wobbliness, any headache, anything. They've got independent people on the sideline that are going to ID it and pull them off the field. So that's immediately going to drive numbers up. Number two co- oh, players I saw are,
0: right there. Though, why are we seeing so much fucking? I,
1: I never well, saw it when I played. I, I, I mean, I did. I, I, there, from what I've heard, every time when the neurologist comes in and talks to the team, and he says every time you see black, salt stars, couldn't hear, you, when you put your helmet on and, and it, with, your head would throb, all that shit is head trauma and concussion. Okay. And as a guy who deals with anger and I can't forget, I can't remember anything. And I've got CT precursors. It's an, it's alarming. Um, that said, again, the, the NFL is trying to help itself, but also hurting itself at the same time, just by identifying how many concussions there really are, which are a ton. So I think there's a lot of guys still to the day that cover up their symptoms. Cause they don't want to get pulled out of the game. But at the same time, the National Football League wanted it this way, and they and it should be this way, especially with concussions, because you know as well as I know, there's the concussion test when I played for the entirety of my fucking life was how many fingers am I holding up? How many fingers am I holding up? You know, and I'd be like two, and I'd be like he's good, give him a play off, and I wasn't good. So this is again the 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 game has got to guard, the player against the player at times. And I don't have a problem with the NFL being really picky about the head injuries or injuries in in, in regard at all for the simple fact that, man, I've had six left ankle reconstructions and three right and a five level back fusion. And my shoulders are shot. My hands are killing me. And I've had multiple concussions. And I tried to play through all this shit with needles and pills and coaches telling me we were family and pats on the back and shit. And honestly, I should have been like, fuck this. I'm I'm going to get fixed. I'm not going to just keep abusing myself to get on the field. I'm going to get fixed so I can actually play. And that's, that's where we're heading now with the NFL currently. And I I can't sit here and get mad at them for being cautious at the same time though. They it's, I don't know how they fucking do that job. If you're one of the concussion guys and you have to like pull a guy off the field in the middle of battle, he's going to freak out. The coaches are going to be pissed off. The entire media is going nuts. Like, but at the same time, this guy that's doing it, the independent neurologist, unless you're with the Dolphins, um, they should have the player's best interest in mind.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I just don't think, I just think that the initial blunt of this thing is something that has become so overblown, not overblown. I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm just asking.
1: well do you, you think these kids are faking it?
0: No, I'm just saying like, why it's happening, like. It's got to be a deeper thing to me, cause I well, never it,
1: look it. at the turf too. If you ask any professional turf. player, no, remember, Matt, we played on turf that was way worse than this shit. Yeah, but not as prevalently. Like, I don't remember. Everywhere I played was grass, other than I mean, true AstroTurf, like fucking, like turf, like you wear basketball shoes on shit. I can only remember playing like on maybe one or two plays. That's all college. we played on.
0: That's all we played on. So, so like, I, college. Like, though, remember, remember, Matt, it used to be the, like you said, you made a good point the basketball shoes. Like, I, I used to have to wear, like, baseball. Yeah. Uh, the all the deep, time. Yeah, the
1: fucking knobby. His the little knobby nubbies brother. on the bottom, yeah. yeah. So, so not everybody what has what those, was I...
0: Old school putting green turf, Pat. That
1: was exactly. the putting green turf. Putting green turf. That shit hurts when you fall on it. Cut you up it's and your head you on out that, quick. Dude. So I look at it like this. The, the modern-day stadiums with the field turf, that shit is equally as hard. And all I hear from all my guys that play is like, oh, they hate playing on field turf. But 85 90% of the stadium, 70%, I don't know the number, but the majority of them are field turf fields. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. Field turf, field turf, whatever. I mean, that and they're trying to regulate helmet-to-helmet helmet contact out of the game. And I don't know if you're ever going to be able to do that shit. I think that that's an impossibility. But, Matt
0: dog, we played in an era where there was wedge busters. there was yeah, I was on the turn. wedge that's so brutal. like that's the game we grew up playing. Like we love that shit. We used to want my homie used to want to be the wedge breaker. like he would I, raise his I
1: wanted to break the wedge on kickoff. I wanted to set the wedge on kickoff return. I don't have a problem with being the most physical person on the field. I I want it at the same Matt, time. We don't even have kickoff returns anymore, bro. They can't do it anymore. They, look, it's almost like there's this waiver that you have to sign with the National Football League when you sign up, when you sign your contract that says, I know as a man, I'm signing my life away here essentially. I know that this game can kill me if I don't do things correctly. I'm signing my life saying that this is a game that can fucking kill me. Matt McChesney, and everyone signs it, obviously. So that said, it's not healthy. It's a collision sport, and I feel like the fabric of it, the fabric of it is being – it's not being promoted correctly. Like, I understand they want to take away striking blows, but they can't take away big hits. That's why people watch. I understand they want to take away, you know, like running backs lower in their head and running people over, but that's what people want. Yeah. So I, I understand they want to take away the quarterback getting blown up, but if it's a legal hit and he gets blown up, that why is that a fucking penalty? Like they are they're going to push the fabric people away that love football to accommodate all these fucking people that don't even like it, i.e., the soccer moms you were talking about. Like, look, if you're a so- I'm not talking about moms in general. When I say soccer mom, you can be a dad and still be a soccer mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you get offended at me for saying that you're a soccer mom and you don't know what you're talking about and you look at football as an opportunity to drop your kid off for babysitting or my kid's going to go to college for free because he's big or whatever reason you want to put behind it, we're going to expose the shit out of your kid eventually. And then you're going to have to step in front of the coach and the kid and it's going to become really contentious. So I think that's that's one of the starting points. But there's so many issues in this situation and it all comes back to quality of play the reason i think you and i care about this so much and and coach zach cares about it so much and so many others is because the quality of play is staggering it's bad it's so terrible that i i don't i don't know if the nfl understands the, the 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 like the problems it's creating for itself here again you are pushing away the fabric and the base and the foundation from fans and alumni that the game was built on. You are are making sure that it doesn't look anything like it used to. And that's not good.
0: Hey, I got a few things to get to you. We got about 30 minutes of your time before you get to work. I got, I got breakdown one thing. My, my, my worst performances of the weekend NFL wise, before the weekend gets too far ahead of us into the new weekend. I want to catch up on last weekend.
1: Um, I mean, Russell's got to be first. Huh? Russell's got to be first, right? Well, no, I'm talking about teams. Oh, okay. Uh, the Broncos have to be first.
0: <laughs> I, I don't even have them on there.
1: Oh, that was such terrible. That was talking last night. So who's put it the bottom
0: right here? My, my worst NFL performance is I just wanted to talk about these teams and then I'll get yours, your worst, and you probably put the Broncos in there, which is fair. So for me right now, the, the Niners late in a going to Atlanta, playing against Marcus Mariota, who throws for 130 yards, and they absolutely dominate you. Um, you're the number one defense in the NFL. You beat the Rams. You beat. You come off looking real good. Um, you've dominated the last few weeks. Jimmy G looked very bad, average, through two picks, threw two touchdowns. But the Niners' just lack of showing up to me is a huge letdown for a team that is supposed to be a team to try to compete in the NFC. The Packers, I don't know, dog, what's wrong with them. We, we could break them down for two hours. I'll tell
1: you what's wrong with them. The fucking J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets defense. Hey. Those
0: motherfuckers are balling. Hey, I, I agree. Uh, they're, they are balling, and I just think the Packers are lost in a lot of ways. Uh, the Bucks are. I, I, I have to ask this. We're going to play a game later. Are they dead or alive? I, I think the Bucks are are, are dying slowly uh, of a of a slow slow death. The Bears had a horrible performance on last Thursday night. We didn't get to talk about that fucking debacle. And then the Cardinals, they scored nine points versus the Seahawks. Kyler Murray is an absolute fucking dumpster fire. Um, I don't know who's worse out of those. Now, I know you'll want to add the Broncos. We could break down last night's game and then get back to this since it's fresh in everyone's mind. Last night's game, Matt, uh, I don't know where to begin, Everyone bashing Russell Wilson. He, had, he was sure. 10 for 10 to start the game. He looked great. I'm thinking, yeah, he's back. I told Matt this morning he was back. Denver's gonna win. Da-da-da-da. But dog, let's not get too fucking caught up here. Uh, Justin Herbert was 37, a fucking 57. He did not look good at all. Well, and he, 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 point, he's it. continuing to look shitty. The football game was shitty. And I just don't understand what's going on. Both of those teams looked shitty last night. Um, I, can we stop putting Denver on primetime?
1: Well, they've got three more primetime games so get used to it. And the 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 schedule for them after they they go they have the Jets at home this week which is <clears throat> my allegiances are torn to say the least, but I'm I, my Jets are four and 2 and that's my my team and I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm rooting for the Jets this weekend. Um, then they go to England and play Jacksonville which is going to be a toss-up game. And then they have a bye week, and then their schedule gets ruthless. They have a terribly hard schedule in the second half of the season. They have to play Kansas City twice, Chargers again, the Raiders again. They have to play the Rams. They have, like they they have a, a, a an ass kicker of a schedule in the second half. That said, I don't know if there's a worse like a, just team altogether than the Broncos. The defense. I will say this: the defense is fucking legit. they they're better than they have been. And last night they were in a game and could have won it easily with 150 penalty yards, the most in like 45 years. And and napped offensive play. Russell was three for ten in the second half, and just awful blocking. I, I posted two videos last night about. I saw that, bro. Like yeah, really, well, really, really easy shit. Like. Darwin James is sitting right here. He's the extra defender. I wonder who we need to fucking rotate to. We're sliding right. Everyone's should be sliding left. The squeeze gap stuff, literally, bro. The squeeze gap shit is like day one stuff I teach high school quarterbacks. And the oh, fucking the was in the
0: fucking gap? air nine. The DN was in the air nine. You might as well treat him as a hot backer. I mean, fucking, we take the most dangerous gap, don't we? That's football one-on-one, right? right? And,
1: and, and it's on the backside side the of the slide. Happens. You have to step can do
0: the only other thing we could have done, which I would love to talk about real quick, um, we could have sniffered the back up in A-gap right pre-snap. Well, the,
1: the Boone had to take the other backer, though. So, Boone has the other side. Yeah, so, when they dropped the defensive end off, they had to bounce back. And the, the front side did a good job. Boone got there. But the backside has to squeeze that, especially when he's at the heel line when the ball snapped. Uh, look, the Broncos, I don't – I'm not advocating for someone to get fired, bro. I'm not going to sit here and just be a fucking fire, everybody. But I don't see them beating the Jets this weekend, even though they are at home. They mopped them last year and shut them out. This year, the Jets are totally different. Their defense is rolling. Everywhere that Denver struggles, the Jets are strong. We'll see. It's going to be a good game. Denver will play hard, but I don't see them winning that game. Jacksonville's a toss-up. If they come home from Jacksonville on the bye week at 2-6, and six, I don't see how you can keep hacking. I think that they fire him on the fucking flight home from England. Right, you can yes, stay you here know. and eat fish and chips, bro. We're out. There, there's t- two things going on here. Number one, how do
0: you, in the NFL, modern-day era, on where on defense you can't belt the crosser no more, you can't fucking bump can't and you run, even, you can't hit a dude over the middle as hard as we used to. Can't
1: even sack the court. Did you see the per- the, the personal foul uh roughing the passer calls last night yeah dog you like can't like the one on Morgan Fox one of my guys was atrocious and so, the one so on my point was even worse. is you
0: can't hit the quarterback how do you throw for 15 yards in a football half
1: this is what I'm talking about that if you're if the entire setup is for the defense to allow the offense to be successful rally and tackle because that's what football is now and you still can't function you can't hit open receivers you can't adjust protections. You can't run the football. And this is the thing. Russell Wilson's not even walking up to the line of scrimmage and trying to change anything. He's not doing anything to help himself whatsoever. He's just going up there, running whatever play that buddy whackett calls. And that and that's that is not what he's All been right, doing in his let's, career. Let's, let's,
0: let's transition to that. How the fuck can you be the head coach OC who coached Aaron Rodgers and come up with a scheme? To get 15 yards, like I, I have it hard to believe, Matt, that me and you couldn't have went in there last night, not knowing any scheme that they run, and draw up and play in the dirt, and tell Russell, hey dog, we're, hey Matt, you got the O line, we're gonna turn back this protection, we'll just turn it back. Hey running back, you have the first thing off the edge, Russell, you're dealing with the second thing on your own. Let's run a flood concept. We'll high low the corner. Let's get 15 yards. We could have fucking done that easily. Or I don't, I don't, I don't
1: understand why it's so complicated. Because if you're confusing Russell Wilson and all the receivers are pissed off and confused and the the offensive line doesn't look like you know, they know what they're doing and they're confused, this is why you don't go hire the good old boys. This is like, look, Hackett came in and instead of retaining Mike Munchak, who did Yeoman's work in turning Garrett Bowles into an all-pro and is a first ballot Hall of Fame player and was a head coach, instead of keeping him around your offensive line, you bring in your buddy who's never coached offensive line before. It's his first job. The defensive coordinator, he seems to know what he's doing. The defense looks really good. I wonder what they're going to look like when supported. But Hackett came in and hired a bunch of his buddies. And that, I'm telling you, there's there's a disconnect with the Broncos, with the players, and the coaches right now. And it is bad. And I also think... I don't know if anybody saw this last night, but did you see the video that Russell put up yesterday about Mr. Unlimited? Did you see that, Travis? Dog, you got to watch this video. So there's this video. I don't know if we can find it. I, I guarantee you, if you go on social media, you'll be able to pop it up. But Dude, he, he, I posted it! Yeah, so see if we can bring this up on the show and let everybody just watch and listen to what this idiot is talking about. Oh, no, dude. So look,
0: look. I want. So, I want to share the this
1: alter ego life. shit and Mister Unlimited. When you're two and four and you're not living up to two hundred fifty million dollars, I'm not worried about the fans and the media. I'm worried about the team. The team is going to look at this guy eventually and be like, Doug, you're full foolish. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring. Okay, watch this. Oh,
0: I I get it. Like I this understand. is disgusting, I... bro. This I just said cool. this
1: is this is a weirdo fuck, dog. He's like, super weird. Russell here. Yes, the
0: typical boring. Yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. A real, real exciting, you know. An old, right, um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an ultra ego. Are you drinking right? a 40? And, and I've been thinking about what my ultra ego would be. Yeah, smart
1: water. A 40. I
0: wish. His name's Mr. 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 Unlimited,
1: What the fuck you're is unlimited. wrong with this guy? you? Know, you got to
0: have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about, or what you want to do in life, or where you want to go, you got to be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain
1: questions, oh, like you know that good shit from the head shop down the street, Mr. bro.
0: Russell?
1: Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Oh, shocking! Unlimited. <laughs> Your go-to person for advice,
0: Russell. They think Pete Carroll. They think this person. Think that person. Love you, Pete. But it's why would Pete? it be Pete? No anymore You don't. weirdo.
1: Hey guys, uh, Russell. All right, so look, yeah, bro. This is, cool is the boring. kind of shit hey, I gotta be real here. Russell, Pete hit here. send oh, on this. That's terrible. Real exciting.
0: Hold on though. What your point is? This right here on my board. When does that end? Now he didn't say it last night. Okay, he couldn't have dog because I was about to say, when does "Let's
1: Ride" lose fucking merit in the locker room? No, in- it's it's already lost. It's look, you can't say it anymore. Like, and he shouldn't have been saying it anymore. Like all these cliches and taglines and shit. I played with Tebow, bro. It it's, it feels very similar. All, all, but we all knew Tim couldn't play, and he was just a snot-nosed rookie kid. I Was just trying to figure it out. Russell's been in the league and been a bonafide leader and superstar for 12 years he's won a super bowl he started in another that he should have won and this is how he. this is how this is him this is what he's bringing to the fucking denver broncos i've said this a thousand times the broncos are not the seahawks there's a standard here dog and i never in a million years you never see john elway doing some shit like this you never see peyton manning doing some jv shit like this mr unlimited Hey, God, please, uh, put, Russell, hey please. News. I'm begging you as a man to stop doing this shit. Hey, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> what is he hurt now? I- Ian Rapport just said Melvin Gordon demanding trade. Good. Get the fuck out. They shouldn't have signed him in the first place. I don't know how many times I said this
0: team is falling apart because of leadership and lack thereof.
1: They shouldn't have brought him back in the first place. That was a terrible re-signing when they did, when they should have just ran with Javante Williams. When they, when Williams gets hurt and Melvin's fumbled eight times in four games and they bring in Latavius Murray, that's fine. I mean, that's cool, but I'm telling you, there's this guy that was on the Colts practice squad before they elevated him. And now he's their number one back with Taylor going down that really looked good in Bronco orange and blue. That was a dog that never fucking fumbled that really cared about this place that they got rid of. His name's Phil Lindsay and he sure would look good in Bronco orange and blue right now, just staying on the roster and a guy that you can keep around. They replaced him with Mike Boone. Mike Boone hasn't done shit. Mike Boone doesn't bring any fire. Mike Boone doesn't bring any intensity. He doesn't have anything invested in the Broncos other than his paycheck. Melvin Gordon, essentially who they replaced Phil with the first time, is a joke. Walking fumble, not a good leader, absolute turd of a teammate, and I hope they just cut him. They're not going to be able to fucking trade him for anything. And then I, I personally think that maybe the root of this entire fucking problem all right, is the GM thinking that he's untouchable. Hey, do you, do you I, go after McCaffrey? I Yeah, I think you might have to... I don't know how much capital they have in the draft world, but they might have to think about going after a guy like Christian McCaffrey, I mean, but again, give them, give them Melvin Gordon, give him fucking, uh, give him Melvin Gordon and a couple of picks, and or and see if or give him Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy because he's a turd too, and both of them can go complain on the sideline in in uh in Carolina. But look, see if you can get a first round pick for Jerry Judy and and Melvin Gordon for Christian McCaffrey. But the McCaffrey thing is tricky because you're gonna have to re-sign him after this year, and I don't know if you want to dedicate money to him.
0: And now they're yeah, he, Russell he's Wilson so damn damn injury hamstring prone. Uh, issue as well. What's uh, up? I don't know, dog. I'm very, very conf- – Did you I, just I, say I Russell think, Wilson has a hamstring issue? That's what they said just now.
1: <laughs> he, now he's hurt?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> – Dog, this is a fucking mockery. This is the NFL we live in, dude. This is a fucking joke. I just, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing it. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, we're, we're always, we're always pounding the dead horse as far as like, fucking injuries, and we're soft. Coach Matt, Coach JB, we're, you're assholes. You're, you're, you're too rough and mean. But Matt has literally came on cool. and defending the coach, defending the head trauma. I'm still the one. That says it's soft. Matt believes we all know it's soft as fuck compared to what we played in. But at the same time, it's like, dog, um, I don't understand where we're going, Matt. I don't understand it. But we got about 20 minutes with you. I want to break down. I want to get into some uh, real or fake. I was talking about it before you jumped on. I wanted to your take on this. Um, first of all, we, Son I think. Of a we, bitch. You, you answered my question. The Jets are for real, in your opinion, huh?
1: My Jets are fucking rolling, yeah. Now let so me I, ask you. I work, with, I work with their center Connor McGovern, uh, and have been for a really long time, and he's raving about Salah and the 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 attitude in the room, the defense, and Williams going from a snot nosed kid when they drafted him to now probably the best interior defensive lineman in football over the last month. Just soft gardener playing like a 10-year pro, CJ Mosley playing like CJ Mosley. He was he was really scrutinized when they signed him. He is running that defense like he's in Baltimore. They've got some really great edge rushers that are getting after the quarterback, their pressure rates like number one or two in the NFL. Special teams is balling. And then Bryce Bryson Hall, bro, the the, the Iowa State rookie is really bought in. The the look, the mama killer, Luke Wilson. All right. The the Mormon hammer just out there, just giving it to every mom in New York, the young gravy, the young fucking gravy of the NFL. The the Mormon hammer. The Mormon hammer, dog. The The young young gravy in the the NFL. You got a mom, I got got a hammer.
0: I got got, to ask you something, though.
1: Who do you That's t- the Mormon Hammer! We came here to fucking win football
0: games. If I brought, brought up... If I brought up... I brought up. <laughs> all right, Matt, I got a gun to your head.
1: Giants or Jets? Who's the real deal? Who's a fraud? Neither one of them are frauds, but I'll take the Jets over the Giants right now. Ooh, I
0: can't do it. I think just, Giants, just
1: because I think the Jets' defense is ruthlessly good. I think, I think the, the Giants', Giants defense, defense is, is good, but I think... Oh, look, both. I love the fact that both teams are relevant again and look like they're on the road to the playoffs. The Jets play the Patriots, this, or the, the Jets have the Broncos and then the Patriots, so that's two huge games for them to keep this rolling. They can essentially be a 6-2 and two team after that, and who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Not even me. Uh, and and then look at the Giants, and the draft picks are hitting. It's amazing that a guy like Danny Dimes has been thrown under the bus, myself included. I've thrown him under the bus forever. Uh, And now Daybold has walked in and and fucking really has got him rolling uh, in the right direction and looking like a guy that they might actually re-sign. Um, And the other thing is, like, in Denver this morning, I heard this four or five times, but the Broncos didn't even try and interview Brian Daybold. They went straight to Buddy Wackett uh, and didn't even interview Daybold. So, look, man, as you know, leadership is a huge, huge, huge asset when it works and a huge, huge crutch when it doesn't. And right now, you're looking at just the combination of quarterback and coach leadership that is not con- not cohesive at all. And both guys seem like they're trying to pull the rope, in Denver especially. And it, the rope's just fraying and, and tearing in the middle. It's not getting stronger by any means. So, right, so We're going
0: to this- transition to the first and ten segment of this show, brought to you by Candidates. <laughs> cbv.com. Check it out. Six Zero Academy is brought. This is the segment that's brought to you by Six Zero Academy. Make sure you head on over to CoachABStore.com. Get you some 6-0 merch. Um, I want to break this down real quick. Um, I got Live Moods coming on at eight thirty. We're going to talk all things betting. Uh, Nine thirty your time. You'll be out of here in ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Let me ask you this: first and ten segment of this show. I want to. I want to go through these shows and then I want to have our two minute breakdown. I want to do a two minute drill on last night's game. And uh, and I'll ask you the questions, and we'll run through it a minute apiece. Let me ask you this. Let's keep these to 30 seconds and run through these real quick. I want to ask you, for real or for fake? New England Patriots, real or are they for fake?
1: I think they're, they're real if Zappy keeps playing. They're fake if Jones comes back.
0: Cowboys. Fake. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh... I don't think they're. I think they have a front-loaded roster. They have no depth, and I think there's. They've been covering up for a lot of deficiencies, and I believe Dak Prescott comes back. I don't believe they're a better football team. That's just my take. Atlanta Falcons.
1: Fake, but they are. They are playing their asses off for that guy. They're in every they're, game, and they're going. Look, Atlanta, There's only one team coming out of the South this year. Everybody seems to be down, including Tampa. But right now they're tied with Tampa Bay, at three and three. And look, hey. that that fucking Grady Jared roughing the passer call that cost them a football game. This is why each play is so goddamn important, ref. Because the, if he if that if that play goes the way it should, and it's just a sack, Atlanta gets the ball back, and they might win that game and be sitting on top of the AFC, of the NFC East or the NFC South alone.
0: Man, I, I'm not going to be surprised if Atlanta comes out of the division. I'm gonna be honest. Well, I, if
1: they I, do, I, then Tampa's not making the playoffs, so.
0: I've said it on my show before before the season started. I said, watch for the demise of Tom Brady, the mediocrity that he's going to show because of Bruce Arian and the lack thereof. He has nobody holding him accountable. I have yet to see Bowles rip his ass like I saw Bruce Arians rip his ass. Bruce Arians didn't give a fuck. He was an equal-opportunist asshole just like myself. You have to hold those guys accountable. And Tom Brady right now is running amok private so, okay, jet how do you feel about
1: the ship then motherfucker like, the old line well that's his job though no no i, I i'm
0: not i have no issue with that they,
1: they play like so
0: shit you can't be the leader though and not show up and
1: then do it well okay okay I, I okay look there's a difference between like going out and partying at the strip club and not showing up and having days off that you earned that the coach gave you there's a lot of other players on that roster that have Designated days off. I don't know why they need more time off. They don't fucking do anything in practice anyway. That's but my point. Ryan Jensen being out has been a huge loss for them. When he comes back, the o line will be solidified. They'll be able to move forward with that. It, it Brady Brady's a you know it's a two it's a double edged sword for him because if he would say that yesterday or two days ago they're playing Pittsburgh. Okay, and they're getting their ass kicked and they come off the field and he just sits down on the other bench away from the offensive line and doesn't say anything to him. Then everybody's going to be like, oh, well, Tom's isolating himself. And he's not really a leader. And all these guys are too young to hear his message and blah, blah, blah. But if he goes over there and gets in their ass, then everyone's like, oh, my God, Tom Brady's so fucking mean. And all the offensive linemen are sitting there like, oh, yeah, we heard you. We're good. High five. None of those guys take it personal. We're football players. This is the way we operate. And no one's going to look at fucking Tom Brady and be like, yeah, what the fuck do you know? No, everybody's taking him seriously and listening to him. So, again, he's not yelling. He's coaching as a as a player. He's a player coach no, on the field.
0: I, I have no issue with what he did. What I'm saying is, though, and also people don't realize what Tom does for his old line Rolexes, cars, fucking Tom takes care of his old line like Tom. no other either. So – People don't realize that shit. I used to do the same thing. I motherfucked my old line but I also fed him every Friday. I also took him out. Take
1: care of, yeah, the, the quarterback needs to be an equal opportunity psychopath. He needs to be Hell He yeah. needs to be the guy that, that we can put in front of everybody, the COO of the team in a suit after the game or before the game. But when he puts his pads on, he's out there crazy ass with all the old line and the tight ends and fullbacks and shit, and we got to calm him down half the time. So no that, that's the guy I want to play for at least.
0: All right, 49ers, are they for real
1: or fake? You know, I, I think the 49ers are for real. Uh, if they If they can figure out a way to win their division, if they have to go on the road again this year, I don't think it's the same team, although they did win last year on the road. I just, there's something missing from this year's team, and I'm not really sure what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they have the. I don't know if they have the perimeter talent that they can get them to football. Debo Samuel to me is a is a hybrid guy, and I don't know how well hybrid guys work in the NFL. They don't work long. They don't last very long.
1: Debo's though. a freak, but he is not a prototypical X that'll give you 110 catches.
0: That's what I'm but saying. He's a hybrid. He, you could get you could hey, get buddy, two thousand yards out of him easy. Yeah, he's a floater. He's a back. He's a wideout. He's a slot. He's a fucking move tight end. Like he does it all. But I don't know how.
1: The The 49ers have to figure out quarterback and I don't see Garoppolo being there next year, although he's doing yeoman's work for them now and they obviously needed him with Lance going down. And I damn sure don't see Trey Lance just Trey Lance is going to come back and he'll be in training camp next year and he'll probably be slotted as a starter. But if I'm the Niners, I'm going out and trying to find a fucking veteran that I can come in and have him push Trey Lance and maybe take his job. It might it might be time to go trade for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron right Aaron might be ready to leave Green Bay. It might be time to go you know go get uh, get a guy uh, from New England. Go go get Mac Jones or Zappy and see if they can play. So there's going to be quarterbacks around the NFL that are going to be available next year. That Cooper Rush is another one. I don't know if he's the answer by any means. If he's any better, but in the NFL, the next guy usually has answers. At least that's what they think before they get on the field.
0: Hey, all right, let's, let's, uh, I want to transition to a, a segment called dead or alive. All right. And we're going to go through these teams. We, we probably spent about 30 seconds on a team. I got, let's start with your, with your guys right in your backyard here. Uh, Cause we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got nine teams to discuss real quick before we get to our two minute warning or two minute drill. The Broncos, are they dead or alive? Why or why not?
1: They're dead. Season is over. Um, I uh, I really really think that the coach as is in way over his fucking head. The quarterback is and the coach are not gelling. And I also think the quarterback is a weirdo who's really got some identity problems. And I don't think his play, I don't think the players on the team are relating to him very well. I think the Broncos are cooked, bro. Especially after the Jets walk in here on Sat on Sunday and put a beat down on them because there's blood in the fucking water there. Um. Indianapolis Colts, dead or alive? Alive. Uh, alive, but on on a respirator with oxygen. So they did figure out a way to win. Uh, they're going to get healthy here. They're getting a lot of guys back. Taylor will be back. Leonard will be back, so on and so forth. Matt Ryan looked pretty good the other day. Um, they figured out a way to beat Jacksonville. They play in a terrible division, so that should help them and save them. I still think they win the, the, the South and, and come out of that division, but they're going to have to really show me something on – getting better every week and before i could pick them in the playoffs
0: um rams dead or alive
1: they're alive but barely and only because of the division they play in.
0: well moving to that division we got two teams uh, two more teams cardinals dead or alive
1: dead kingsbury is going to be on the way out kyler murray Kyler Murray's a, a bust, man. I mean, Kyler Murray is, is a great athlete and he's a good player, I guess, but he's really, really, really underachieving and does not inspire leadership and doesn't look like he knows what he's doing on the field and seems really, really fucking sensitive and can't be coached. And if you can't get along with Kingsbury, who literally loves the dude, then he's going to have a really hard time getting along with an authoritative head coach. Imagine if, like, Sean Payton goes to Arizona. Fucking Kyler Murray will – He'll demand a trade in five minutes, dog. Like, Sean's really mean, and he said motherfucker to me. I, I need a trade.
0: Seahawks. Seahawks, led by Geno Smith, who's leading the NFL in pass completion percentage. Um, What do you think about them? Dead or alive?
1: They're alive. I mean, how can you not look at the Seahawks and say that they're alive? They're 3-3. Three and three. They keep winning games that they're not supposed to win. They should have um, beat the Saints. And they could, they could easily be a 4-2 and two team. Geno Smith is balling. Again, everybody's bought into Coach Carroll. And, I, again, Coach Carroll looks really smart right now considering he was the guy that was like, Russell's done. We're going to trade him. We're going to get a bag for him. You know, it is what it is. And we're going to move on with, with Gino and roll. And everybody said he was fucking crazy. He doesn't look too crazy right now.
0: All right. Miami Dolphins and the weirdo fucking coach. <clears throat> Before. I got a hell of a topic. I got to get to you before, the, right after a two minute drill. Before you get out of here, uh, Miami Dolphins are they dead or alive?
1: They're dead. Uh, I don't think Tua is going to be come come back and save them. The Jets and the Patriots and the Bills are taking off in that division. Could could they recover? Yeah, of course they could. They've got players, but I uh, I think that they're a year away. And again, I don't think the quarterback for the future of the of the Miami Dolphins is on that roster. So they're going to have to figure out what they're doing at quarterback moving forward here. Unless Tua comes in and makes me eat crow, which would be fantastic. Uh, I agree. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, dead or alive? They're they're alive, but they're struggling. The The division they play in is not very good. Everybody's underachieving in the division. Again, they had a 20-3 lead at the Giants and lost the game 24-20. Um, there's something going on in the second half in Baltimore that we can't figure out. The first half team and the second half team are totally different fucking football teams. And Lamar's up for contract this year. So that there's gonna this is what I'm talking about. There's gonna be a ton of movement in the offseason with a lot of these quarterbacks reshuffling to see if they can go other places. Like Lamar Jackson in San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan would be fucking scary.
0: Browns, Cleveland Browns, are they dead or alive? And, and add a piece to this does Deshaun Watson play this year?
1: <clears throat> um they're they're dead, and I hope that they're cremated. And I don't want Desha- I don't want Deshaun to play at all. Uh, that doesn't mean he won't, but I don't want him to play. Um, you know, Watson's a fucking turd, bro. He's a sexual predator. He obviously he's got more people coming out of the woodwork now talking about what he's done that weren't even involved in the lawsuit. So I hope he doesn't play. It would be in the interest of the NFL to make sure he doesn't. Uh, and then the the Browns are done. The Browns aren't making the playoffs or anything. The Browns have the Browns are not what everyone thought they were on defense uh miles garrett's an elite player but the rest of their defense are just guys and then offensively without deshaun watson they're so reliant on chubb and hunt that people are just loading the box and making Brissett beat him and he can't
0: brad if you think Belichick will ever take lamar jackson you are smoking that good shit um all right last one before i get to this topic and we get our two minute drill out of here the way before you get out of here packers are they dead or alive
1: they're alive I'm never going to say that anybody that has Aaron Rodgers at the helm is dead. So they'll figure out what's wrong, and they'll make the playoffs probably as a wild card with the Vikings playing as well as they are. But again, they play in a division where, you know, they're going to end up with 9, 10, 11 wins and have to probably go on the road in the playoffs. And, and you never know with Aaron Rodgers. So they're still alive. But they're again, they're on a respirator, too. There's some problems in Packerland.
0: We we got we got to do our two minute drill. This topic that is gonna rock your shit. I'm gonna keep it for tomorrow for us. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, two minute drill, real quick. All right, uh, I'll go first, and then you'll you'll end it. Here we go. I want to do the two minute drill, a minute apiece. Uh, I'll give you my breakdown. I want to I want to just we'll go through what we did yesterday, but now we're we're recapping on what happened last night. So that's why we're gonna break down to the novice on why. What were the keys? What did they do? What did they not do? And then the miscellaneous factors, in your opinion, that helped uh, the Chargers win the game. So Monday's Breakdown. Uh, last night, we talked in our two-minute drill. What were your keys um, to victory? And we are in the two-minute drill sponsored by Canadipscbd.com. Check it out. Uh, two-minute drill here. Let's get into it. What were the keys to the game? Last night, the keys were that Russell Wilson started off hot as a firecracker, ended up deflating because of offensive play calling due to the head coach. That was the main key to the game, in my opinion. And, again, I believe that the deficiency on that roster right now is the leader, the head coach, and the second leader is the quarterback. That is my key to the game. Uh, Number two, what was the must-dos that got done last night? Uh, The must-dos were to keep uh, not turn the football over and make plays when it mattered. And the field goal kicker, injured or not, he makes big kicks. Uh, he had to lift him off the field. Uh, he got some things done that we probably didn't expect. Um, what were the can'ts that couldn't that did not happen? We talked about yesterday the turnover margin. Um, we we talked about can't halves. Um, you know, I think uh, the Chargers got off the field when they needed to. And I, I think they stymied Russell in the second half, obviously holding them to 15 yards. And the miscellaneous factors were, again, the kicking game, the kicking game, and the fact that fucking the Chargers continue to go for it on fourth down and, and and survive. And I just don't know how long that can last. Matt, your, your turn. You got a minute. What were your keys to the game last night, and why did the Chargers win the game?
1: Uh, the Chargers won the game, before I get off here, because of the coaching and lack of adjustments. Uh, again, Hackett went in at halftime, told the the halftime reporter right there on the field, everything looks good. We're not really going to change anything. We'll keep doing what we're doing, and I'm I'm pretty sure the Chargers heard him say that. Um, and if they didn't, then wow. Uh, but what were your most news that got done? Yeah, there was no, there were no there were no changes, and it was terrible. So I think the coaching. Was the number one thing that led to the loss last night? That was a 100 winnable game uh, that the defense kept them in. So I'm going to go with coaching right off the bat. Um,
0: what were your can't? What were your what were the can't haves that didn't happen?
1: The turnovers and the penalties. We told them like you can't go out there in, in L.A. and turn the ball over. They did. You can't go out there and in the turnover cost them the game at the end of the game with the with the muff punt. And I understand that everyone's talking about that being a penalty. The the blocker put himself in between the two people. He didn't get thrown. His dumbass walked right in front of the returner. If he couldn't see that, then I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. Um, just let the defender get as close as he can and let him fair catch it and move on. Um, and then 150-some-odd yards and penalties. The most penalties called yardage-wise on the Broncos since like 1960-something. So that's a long time. So, bro, that's – uh. And what were your miscellaneous okay. factors to help the Chargers win? The miscellaneous factors for the Chargers winning were, in my personal opinion, uh, Austin Eckler, his ability to get the ball out of the backfield and run the ball. Uh, Herbert did throw the shit out of the football last night, but he had to. And then the, the, the inability of Denver to get off the field or to keep drives going on third down. The Chargers got off the field on third down like fucking clockwork. The Broncos couldn't convert a third down to save their fucking life. So, it's just not going to get easier for Denver, bro. They got the fucking – the Jets coming in, and gang green is rolling, so.
0: Hey, Matt, it's always a pleasure, dog. I look forward to this every damn morning. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Follow him, 6-0 Academy. Go check him out on See all See you guys tomorrow.
1: Huh? Later. See you tomorrow.
0: All right, bro. Peace. Uh, appreciate Matt joining us, uh, as always, every morning. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. The great, beautiful Liv Moods will be joining us in about 25 minutes. We're going to break down all things betting and her weekend in the betting world uh, for FanDuel and on the Colin Cowherd show uh, that she contributes on in all things betting. So you're going to get it from her. Um, we'll we'll have her joining us here in about 25 minutes. And uh, man, it's been a a hell of a first 2 hours. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe, become a member, don't go nowhere. And uh hey, I'll be right back. Take a piss, get me a coffee, and we'll do the third hour together in a rivaling fashion cuz I'm going to talk a lot of shit on Talk That Talk Tuesday. Peace. Number 1, Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Lamar Jackson's had no issues off the field. He's been he's been great in the community and all those things, okay? Um Let me get a quote of the day. It's ticking on the bottom of the thing. I didn't even say it. Separation comes from preparation. Make sure you understand that separation comes from preparation. There's a reason they put that film contract in Kyler Murray's fucking clause. And it clearly showed last night. I pointed it out, even though it's one play. Well, I could have pointed out a 20 plays and it is clear That him and the head coach are not on the same wavelength as far as calling plays. Because if they were, you'd have a completely different schematics going on. They were in quads on that fucking play, by the way. To the left. He's a right-handed quarterback. Everything's fucked up from the jump. (laughs) I'm not even going to get into all that. But Lamar Jackson is, is a great kid. Human. Perfect kid you want to represent in your your, your, your organization. All those things. Great, I understand it. But, dog, at the end of the day, you still have to produce and win championships. He's done nothing. Lamar Jackson's done nothing of significance. And I told you about this fucking MVP thing in the NFL. It is a popularity vote. Whether it's good or bad, on or off the field, let me break it down. Aaron Rodgers won the last two. Why? Because he's controversial off the field. Plus, we know he's the best ball spinner on it. Lamar Jackson that year was a popular guy. He came in ripping it, running around, freak of nature, all that shit. But we knew he wasn't going to win no real games. Anyone, guys that I know, guys that I know knew he wasn't going to win no meaningful playoff game. But they gave him the fucking MVP. Steve Nash beat Kobe Bryant twice for an MVP in the NBA. You don't think it's a popularity vote? You think Steve Nash deserved it over Kobe fucking Bryant? And then they played in the playoffs that same year? And Kobe fucking ripped his ass in a seven. All right, all right, all right. Let's ride. Let's fucking ride. Fucking let's ride. That motherfucker is something else, dog. That motherfucker is something else. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's ride. (laughs) Uh, Hey, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com, get you some merch. We got the Fire Limited Edition, signed football by me if you want one. Plus, we got all the new merch, CoachJBStore merch, plus all the slapdick gear is still there. Don't trip. Hate Me Now, Love Me Later is there. My book and poster. Head on over there. Check it out. Um, so let's get to this. Uh, we got about 20 minutes before Liv Moods joins us, uh, to end the show as all things betting for this week's Thursday night's game. Again, another Amazon prime fucking gym. I'm sure. Uh, I don't even know who plays dog. I- I'm fucking so over playing watching this Thursday night games. It blows my fucking mind. Um, I, I- I'm going to ask her an interesting thing. I, I have to, uh. I got to get into some things because it's very, very important to me that I break down uh, some shit, man, because uh, (sighs) there is a very interesting take that I have. I I want to break this down, and I'm going to ask her because she's into the betting odds and shit like that, but there's no more Rex Ryans in football. Have you noticed? There is no more Rex Ryans. All right. There's no more Bill Cowers. There's no more Bill Parcells. There's no more Jason Browns. Have you not noticed this? I could probably talk about this for fucking hours. I'm going to talk to Matt about it tomorrow. I had to bring it up. I wanted to talk to Matt about it. But wait till I'm where I go with this. No more Rex Ryans. He's on ESPN now. Bill Cower, he's on whatever. NFL Network or Fox. Bill Parcells, he's, he's, I, I think he's okay. I don't know if you watched the 30 for 30 with him and Belichick, how they've kind of mended fences. You could tell there's still a little bit of disgruntled uh, relationship there. But let me get into who we do have, all right? We have Deshaun McVeighs, Stefanski. Sirianni, the weirdo fucking McDaniels in fucking uh, or Mike, whatever his name is, Daniels, whatever his name. I don't even know his fucking name in Miami. Josh McDaniels in fucking Vegas. Let's go around the league and look at the coaches and who they are, what they represent. Coach Sirianni's doing a hell of a job. Sure is in a league filled with a bunch of serianis <laughs> do you see where i'm going with this do you the the sideline no longer has jb's walking up and down it demanding greatness demanding respect teaching the kids lifelong goals and skills we don't have those guys no more coach you're too demonstrative Why hasn't no one brought this up, man? We have Stefanski, Sirianni, the weirdo fucking Miami, McVeigh, 35-year-old model, IG model boy. Have you noticed the landscape has totally changed? Unless you're a grandfathered-in dude like Belichick, Frank Reich probably is in that goal. Peterson probably is in there. Andy Reid. Bruce Arian got out, dog. He saw it. No more Gruden. Have you noticed how they've gotten rid of the alphas? Not only in football, but in America. There's no alpha males no more. It's, It's ready for the takeover, dog. They're ready to take our asses over. So what about the NBA, coach? Look at the fucking NBA. No more Phil Jacksons. There ain't no more fucking Popovich's. Popovich is on his last leg. Look at who's in there now. Steve Nash. Steve Nash gets motherfucked by his own players and takes it in the ass. He gets pegged every day and likes it. (laughs) Like, dog, there's no more. So let me ask you, dog, I'm taking this to a deep level. I hope you got your life jackets on because we're going to get deep. I'm fucking serious now when I say this dog. Hear me out. Herbert to throw one touchdown yesterday on all betting apps. I can't wait to ask live moods this. FanDuel, DraftKings, etc. Herbert to throw one touchdown dog was minus 800. And then randomly on DraftKings, they made the odds plus 100. As a promo. Now it's weird how that worked out that way. But is there truth to the coaches nowadays that are being hired? Do you see something happening here that maybe they're just to win money for the league through all these betting apps? DraftKings and FanDuel, number one money maker for the NFL, by the way. We wonder why there's less rules, less rugged guys walking the sideline. More math majors looking like they're coaching football than there has ever been before. We got more fucking math majors out here coaching. More analytics, less common sense. Has this is a this is my post snap rant by the way. So I just want to bring that up because we are in the post snap portion of this show brought to you by Roman R-O dot C-O slash coach JB. Are we in an era that we want to hire math majors so we know how to do analytics and get FanDuel and DraftKings more revenue for the league? Is this a conspiracy theory, JB? Maybe it is, but it's a fucking good one. I must say myself, ain't nobody talked about it. Why haven't we talked about who's roaming the sidelines for our franchise? Think about it. Math majors and less tyrants, less tyrants. But guess what? Goddamn, man. Kids sure knew respect back then. They sure understood protocol. They sure knew hierarchy. They sure didn't demand trades at an all-time high. They sure knew respect with their coaches and peers. They sure weren't transferring at an all-time high. They really didn't care about social media and fucking tweets and relikes retweets, but guess what? That's when Rex Ryan, Bill Cower, Bill Parcells, and the JBs were on the sideline. Dog, I'm just telling you right now, it is starting to look real, real fishy to me. I've never been in the conspiracy thing in this NFL. But goddamn, if Stefanski, Sirianni, fucking this motherfucker for the Denver Broncos, have you seen the motherfucker? Have you just looked at him? So I'm just being honest. Like, where are we right now? Because I'm going to say, that is a very interesting thing, how FanDuel and DraftKings changed Herbert. Herbert only one touchdown, and he don't throw none? Who the fuck broke the bank last night on that shit? Minus 800 to plus 100 before kickoff? How do we know that, DraftKings? DraftKings. I'm curious. How the fuck did we know that odd making change? That is a very, very critical one in the betting world, people. Like. But I got to be honest, I'm going to go through the NFL real fast while we wait on live moods to join us. I got to go through these these rosters real fast. I'm going to pull up head coaches in the on the NFL right now, all right? I want to pull up these head coaches. Bill Belichick, OG, right? We know. He's an OG. You don't hear no drama coming out of pay, Patriots other than just normal shit. We don't have an OC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mike Tomlin, OG, he controlled AB as good as anyone in the history of football. Anyone has ever been controlled by a Coach, A.B. was him, and then when he got out of there, look what happened. Look what fucking happened. All right. Andy Reid. Hey, you can see that those guys have bought into that franchise and that head coach. We know that's good. Mike McCarthy. I think at least he's comes from the OG cut of cloth. Uh, the Cowboys have bought into him again this year, it seems like. He's got a Super Bowl win. Um, He's old school a little bit, but at at the same time, he may be incompetent. We don't know. But incompetence and soft are two completely different things. John Harbaugh, I think he's a a man's man's coach. Ron Rivera, a man's man's coach. Doug Peterson, a man's man's coach. Lovey Smith, I believe he's a man's man's coach. Pete Carroll's a man's man's coach. Now, this is my questioning. Frank Reich. I love Frank Reich. I don't know how good of a head coach he is. Um, Looks questionable right now, but he's old school, grimy quarterback that Matt talks about all the time. I like Frank Reich. Josh McDaniels. No fucking way. He's a math major. Dennis Allen. I, I think he's a grimy defensive coach, but I don't think he's a head coach, and I don't know if he's demanding from the entire team what a head coach should be demanding. Matt Rule. Fuck no. I know Matt well. He's not ready for no NFL. He's not a math major, so to speak, but he's not that man's man's coach. Brian Dable, he has figured out how to play the game. I believe he's figured out how to play the game. Brian Dable is a guy that players want to run through the wall for because he's adapted to this society. He's adapted to playing the game, which I say all the time. You got to learn how to play the game or get out. Go do something else. Dable's figured it out. He's not too old school, but he has old school beliefs. And he's a trendsetter when it comes to innovativeness on offense with a lackluster O-line, horrible wideout play, and an average quarterback play with Daniel Jones, who's getting it done. Um, but they're 5-1, and one, and you can't argue that. Cliff Kingsbury needs to go back to college, if that. He's not a very good coach. He's it's all who you know. He is definitely a math major. Zach Taylor, definitely a math major. He's a JUCO guy, too. He was just in my office recruiting, it seemed like, yesterday uh, when he was with uh, the University of Cincinnati. It's crazy. Sean McDermott, I think he's a man's man's coach. I like Sean McDermott. Vrabel, he's the man's man's coach. Um, Matt Eberflus. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is Matt Eberflus? A math major. So the, the trend as I go down this list is starting to get rid of the old G's and bringing in these math majors who want to do analytics. I bet you Mike Rabel ain't doing analytics. I bet you Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin. I bet you they're not doing the analytics on at an all-time high. Here, let's get into Todd Bowles. I think he's a man's man's coach, but I think he's a defensive coach who doesn't know how to talk to offensive coaches because he's never been a head coach. Or offensive players. And Tom Brady needs to be motherfucked like Bruce Arians used to do. Todd Bowles isn't that guy. He used to be in a coordinator. It's hard to transition from a coordinator to a head coach. Head coaching side. If you sit in this chair, it is completely different. So understand that. Kyle Shanahan. I I, I think he's another uh, product of nepotism. Um, you know, I think he's a great OC in the in the NFL. I don't know how good of a head coach he is. Uh, I think he's had loaded rosters, and I don't know if he's underachieved or not as a head coach. I think he's an OC. Some people need to stay OCs. Um, but I would say he's a man's man's coach. I'm not going to say he's a math major. Brandon Staley, fucking math major all goddamn day. The epitome of a math major. He's the epitome of a math major in this league that we don't need right now. I'm just telling you. Uh, Matt, LaFle- Matt LaFleur. I think he's a math major, dog. I'm not leaning towards man's man's coach. I think he's a math major. I truly think he's a math major. I think he's the wrong coach for Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers needs a motherfucking grimy motherfucker that's gonna go get some fucking wideouts for his all Hall of Fame quarterback and do some things like that. Dan Campbell. Ash, you all right, dude? Damn, homie um dan campbell he's a man's man's coach but i think he's a fraudulent man's man's coach i think he's a fraud the reason i say that is because you you can't be teetering and tottering the fence you can't be a cry me cry now guy and then motherfuck me not here guy you gotta be the same guy as that head coach and i just think the team has lost focus i think the team has lost belief in his tyrants his rants his rages at least me i'm always the asshole I'm going to be the same, but I also love my dudes. Don't get it twisted. Um, but I think Dan Campbell, uh, he should have fired Aaron Glenn. I think he's not. He, that's the. That's why you can't be. Anyone just can't be head coaches, dog. Not just not anyone can just be head coaches. So uh, I think Dan Campbell ha- has run his course. Um, I think he's done. Now. Let me get to Steve Wilkes. He's an interim head coach right now, okay? Uh, and it's very interesting, dog. I still got ten minutes here. Let me break down who's not coaching. Let me break down who's not coaching. I'm doing a book signing event this Saturday for my 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 cigar launch in Costa Mesa, California at high times, three to eight p m this Saturday. Uh, Newport Beach, Costa Mesa called High Times Wine and Spirits. Uh, we launched my slapdick cigar, so I'll be doing book signings there. Uh, plus whiskey bottles, etc. All right, let me break this down. Let me show you recently who's been booted out of the league, all right? Dan Quinn, he's coaching as a defensive coach. Sean Payton, not in the league. Man's, man's coach. John Gruden, not in the league. Man's, man's coach. Um. Mike Zimmer, a man's man's coach, like a motherfucker. He's helping Dion fucking Sanders out at Jackson state. (laughs) Robert Sala. I'm sorry. I have him on here. Um, you know what? I am going to put him as a man's man's coach. Um, because I believe he's adapted to today's player and society as a whole. Plus he's a man's man's coach. He's a defensive minded guy. He's a gritty guy. So, uh, I forgot about Sala. Um, Bruce Arians, man's man's coach, he's out the league. Bill Cower's not in the league no more. Bill O'Brien is college, man's man's coach. Jeff Fisher's been booted out, John Fox has been booted out, Chuck Pagano's been booted out. I mean, let's just look at the coaches' dog that aren't coaching no more. Like just the the real real ones that pop off at you real quick. Sean Payton, for some fucking reason, he saw some writing on the wall. He got out, okay? John Gruden, they forced him out. They forced him out. Wonder why? Man's man's coach wanted to get rid of Carr. He knew Carr wasn't the guy. He wanted to make moves, but he's too boisterous. Mike Zimmer, he told ownership to fuck off, basically. Man's man's coach. Guess what? He don't even get a job. How do you not get a job, Mike Zimmer? How does Mike Zimmer not get a head coaching job or a defensive coordinating job in the NFL? You got to be shitting me. One of the best defensive minded football coaches ever. He is literally the epitome of what the NFL is. And guess what? He didn't even get an offer to get coached anywhere. He's coaching with fucking Deion Sanders at Jackson State as an analyst. As an analyst. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that point up, man. I'm gonna ask Liv Moods here in a minute about that. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, you know, it is what it is. So um uh, so much to talk about, man. So much to talk about. We have Liv Moods coming on in 30 minutes. It's great having a lot of content so I can have it for the next days and we rock the house every morning here at 6 to 9 a.m make sure you hit the like button subscribe become a member live moods will be joining us here in about three four minutes we'll break down everything betting her picks what she expects this weekend uh college and pro her tcu horn frogs got it done um and we'll talk a little basketball with her because that's what she uh is excited to start um so she's got some uh She's got some basketball bets uh, as well. Um, When is the basketball season start? Is it today? Um, I don't know if it starts today or not. Um, Is is the launch of the NBA today? Curious. Uh, But interesting take, isn't it? I'm curious. It's a very interesting take on what I just brought up. Look at the landscape of who's walking the sideline right now. Fucking interesting. Interesting um tonight is the start of the nba huh fuck so the lakers nuggets started off is that right lakers warriors celtics sixers they start tonight interesting interesting um fuck nba turned right around man god damn we're gonna see hey many weather we're gonna see your lakers tonight dog Eddie Manyweather, you have the top three defense in NFL, and now you're saying Zimmer should be your defensive coordinator. <laughs> Holy shit, homie, you say some crazy off-the-wall shit. Come on, Eddie, dog. Miss me. We're going to see. I can't wait to see. Didn't we bet on the Eagles? Okay, I thought we bet on the Eagles and the Cowboys. Who wins that division? I'm sure we got that bet on. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool, um, but also I'll, I'll add a bet. I'll add a bet with you, Eddie. If you want to bet, I'll add a bet. I tell you, I bet you that over the next five games, Dak Prescott has a worse record than Cooper Rush's first five games. Want to bet? Let's bet, homie. Annie up. Scared money don't make no money. Let's drop a note on it, homie. What's cracking? Let's do it. Come on, homie. Let's bet. I bet Cooper Rush through his first four starts are better than Dak Prescott's next four games. Let's bet. All right. Let's bet. All right. We got it. We're in. Shook, shake hands. Bam. Let's do it. Um. Curious to see this Laker team tonight. Uh, I I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't think they're very good, but we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to check it out. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Can't wait to ask Liv uh, about those two games because I'm surely betting those games tonight, Hector. If you're in here, Hector, I'm betting some NBA tonight. Shit. I'm I'm betting some FanDuel. uh, I got to say FanDuel because Liv's coming on. I'm going to bet some FanDuel uh, tonight. You know what I'm saying? Even though they're not my choice. Uh, I'd have reached out to Fando by the way to be a sponsor for this show. So hopefully we'll hear back from them. They did respond to me, so we'll see. Um, we're gonna see about getting them on. Um very curious dog to see. And then we got baseball tonight. Philly, the to, Philly and the Padres. Fucking Padres dog beat the Dodgers. That's a fucking mockery. And then the Yankees, Cleveland, I guess, got postponed. I did not know. I did not know they got postponed. Uh, because of a rain out or whatever. I don't even know. Do the Indians have a shot? The link ain't working, Mac. Why does it do that shit all the time, dog? Let me get you a new one. I'm going to get her a new one. Um... Uh, Says nothing is there, Mac. Is that she said? I got you. Uh, let's see. It's always technical difficulties when you're doing live shows. It is what it is. Uh, who gives a fuck? We still got the best show of the morning. Getting it cracking. Appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. Live mood is going to jump on in here. We're gonna break this thing down. Um. NBA, Major League Baseball, and football all compiled into one. We got to break it down with Liv here. Man, the Dodgers are, un- are overachieving. Uh, I mean, underachieving a bunch of fucks. I'm going to be honest. And uh, But who do you replace Roberts with? Because that's going to be the first discussion. Who do you replace the head coach with? He has a World Series ring. He's been to, what, three he got robbed by the fucking cheating Astros on one. I mean, you can argue all these different things. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We're going to get into it. Um, Liv, I appreciate you.
2: Hey, what's up? How are you? Well, I
0: appreciate you joining us. Yeah. Um, I greatly appreciate it. The beautiful yeah. Liv moves is here to talk all things betting. Uh her TCU Frogs survived, came back, showed some grit, and got yes. it done.
2: They did. Um,
0: what do you think about that comeback? That was a that was a gritty one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta I gotta give credit where it's due. That defense really showed up in the second half. I mean, first half, I was like, if our defense keeps playing this way, there's just no way. I actually stopped watching it. I went to a happy hour. There was obviously TVs there, so I was tuning in here and there, but at halftime, I thought the game was over, uh, which just shows you how quickly things can change. But yeah, that second half defense for the Horn Frogs was incredible. So I'm a pumped fan. I'm actually headed to Fort Worth on Friday for homecoming weekend against Kansas State. So this feels like a weird spot to me. Obviously, Kansas State has been doing well. Um, It feels like a spot where the Horn Frogs could have their guard down and Kansas State could come in and really – it's yeah. just it's really hard to stay at the top we know this um and, and that's kind of my only worry with the frogs right now but of course i'm gonna i'm gonna go there i'm gonna root for them i'll be wearing my showgirl boots while i'm there so hopefully that'll oh, bring shit. good luck
0: <laughs> i hear that i hear that hey let me ask you something i just had a debate dis- i just brought this topic up i just thought of it last night and i was like mm-hmm. I-, I need to ask live this so I was just talking about there is no more JBs walking the sideline in, in NFL football no more. We got a bunch of math majors. You got this weirdo in Miami Dolphins. You got these weird-looking cats, Sirianni, Stefanski, McVeigh, as an IG model, 35-year-old. Like, <laughs> There's no more Rex Ryans. There's no more Bill Parcells. There's no more Bill Cowers. There's no more grit and grind walking the sideline. And I was thinking about it. I was like, why are we replacing those guys with this new era of guys? Now, I'm all for change. I get it. Generations change. Things change. But let me ask you something. Do you think that there's a possibility, and I hate doing conspiracy theorists, that we're going to math majors and these guys that look like analytic guys over common sense guys because of the betting apps that are so prevalent right now making so much money for the NFL? Because I have to ask you this. Justin Herbert yesterday was minus 800 to throw one touchdown and before the game they changed it on DraftKings to plus 100 and he don't throw a touchdown. How ironic is that? Like is that something you look at all the time as far as the the changes?
2: Listen, being in betting, you know, you never want to you never want to talk about the 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 industry or the sport as if there's like any sort of rigged anything right. going on. I don't believe the NFL is rigged. For a lot of different reasons, because I I don't believe that the players who love their sport would allow that. I don't think they'd be a part of that. Now that's not to say that, you know, we see some calls with refs. We see some calls with, you know, we see different things that happen any given Sunday that are just like, huh. And I and there's actually a lot of people that are in the sports betting space that say if it's boosted in any sports book, I know FanDuel has a lot of great boosts. And oftentimes the boosts do hit. So it's not really a, a theory that works all the time, but To your point, a passing touchdown for Justin Herbert any given weekend is easy money. But now that you're getting better value on it, all of a sudden it's not hitting. So it is a little weird. And I do think that the game is maybe getting a little bit more strategic and a little bit more analytical rather than just, like I said, I was talking about this with you last week. It's not just a talent to talent basis anymore. I mean, you look at that Chiefs-Colts matchup, the talent was clearly the Chiefs but you've got these weird things that are happening and i do think that the sport is becoming more strategic, more analytical, more about the numbers. so yeah, i think we are seeing a shift. um is is betting part of that maybe? uh but it's yeah, it's again, there's for me it's more so like you see some of the refs with some calls that are like that just make that just like totally broke my bet. That call right. right there in the final stretch of the game just absolutely lost me money and and you see it a lot. so it's, it's interesting. It, it makes you kind of wonder. I'm sure. with
0: you though. I played in the, I played in the league. I had a cup of tea. I understand that the, there's no way to throw a game as an NFL player. I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. Oh, you can yeah. throw the game. No, you can't. It's just impossible. You're not going to be out there and and literally, Oh, you're just a guy trips and falls. Like you don't see it. It's not, I don't buy into that shit. I, I know the NBA had the one ref Donahue Donahue or whatever that, that, that was supposed to be ref. you know, taking the fall and 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 doing that and taking the uh the, the money but i don't think you can do it as a player like as far as shave points right um but i do see some different uh differences in who's walking the sidelines now and how much analytics have brought into this and it's just like analytics kind of favor odds a little bit more than they do common sense like common totally. sense is like kick the ball like kick totally. the ball absolutely I um well-
2: So I I actually wanted to bring something up to you because I saw you kind of ranting about the Broncos game, which as you know, I am a Broncos fan. So it's so funny because people will check on me after the game. Liv, are you okay? How are you doing? My expectations are at zero, you guys. I don't have feelings. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not sad about the Broncos. I'm numb. I'm emotionally numb from this season and what we've seen so far. But something that I just actually discovered this morning while I was getting ready is you know, and we always say don't look into social media so much. Well, I am, and I'm going to. Melvin Gordon's favorite likes on Twitter right now are very interesting. Okay, I'm just gonna read a couple to you. One says, and this is these are tweets that he liked on his own page. Melvin Gordon needs to request a request a trade tomorrow. The utter disrespect. As you know, he played the played in the first quarter, didn't see him again. I did see that he was questionable for before, before the game started, so I don't know if that was injury based or not. Another one says, Melvin Gordon for Cam Akers straight up. Now, this one is the one that I was like, huh. Who favorites this about themselves? It's from somebody and it says, as somebody who has loudly stood up for Melvin Gordon over and over again, cut that mother effort tomorrow and he favorited it. I'm like, okay.
0: Wait, have you, he, he, have you not he heard? Have you not heard? Have you not heard?
2: What did I miss?
0: I broke news on my show this morning. Um, he demanded a trade already. Yeah, I got a little uh I got a little inside birdie that texted me and uh they demanded he's demanded a trade already. That's why you saw all those likes and shit.
2: Oh my
1: god.
0: Yeah, so he's he's out, you know, and then I had Matt McChesney on who played for the Broncos and he was like, you know what? We should have never brought him back. That's dude's a cancer. Ch-
2: here's what, here's my thing. There was a, there was a picture and I actually made a joke of it on my Twitter. One thing about me is sports are supposed to be fun and funny. So I'll find any opportunity to turn a a football thing into a meme that we can all relate to either way, that picture of Gordon staring at Russ, like looking at him with disgust. I, I thought it was hilarious, but when I really broke it down and when I really looked at it, here I am going who the F are you looking at? You fumbled the ball almost every game this season. You have no leg to stand on to be looking at Russ. Now, is Russ doing what he needs to do? No. Is Russ playing like a quarter of a million dollar worth quarterback right now? Absolutely not. But Gordon, you have no room to talk. Your game against the Raiders, I'm sorry, I don't want to put the blame on anybody, but that pick six cost you the game. You have fumbled in every game so far this season. So it is weird to me that, he's so frustrated and he wants to get out of Denver and he's looking at Russ like he's got an issue with him. Bro, you're part of the problem. That's plain and simple. So I, I have an issue with that. I get that Russell Wilson is not doing his job, but something that I can respect about Russell Wilson is he's maintaining a positive attitude and he's all about the team. That's it. You're, he can't control. I mean, right now, do I think he's in the best shape of his life? No. Do I think that he's he's like exceeding or even meeting the expectations that Broncos country had for him. Absolutely not. But your attitude is everything. You could have the most talented roster in the world. If the attitudes and the chemistry aren't aligning it, it you, like you're just, you're done. You might as well call it quits. So for me, the Melvin Gordon attitude thing, if you hadn't fumbled once a game in the first four games of the season, I'd maybe be okay with you having an attitude, but it's kind of tough for me to be on his side right now.
0: Live, we're in an enabled environment anyway. Like this is the most instant gratification generation as far as these players go, and that I've ever seen. And Cam Akers is you're trading, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. If you ever, if you did do that, because Cam Akers is questioning. This is I got one of my best friends, coach for the Rams. He's questioning McVay's play calling. They just want a Super Bowl, Live. Like you're a 23 year old, basically punk ass, who's questioning the coach who just won a Super Bowl, and now. And now you want out because he's not giving you the ball. Now, you want to go over to here to Russ and, and basically just rob Peter to pay Paul because that's what you're going to get. And we don't need a fumbler here in L.A. And you don't need a guy that's going to question. You think McVay's being questioned? What the hell is Nathaniel Hackett going to get done by makers? He can't even get out of his own way.
2: Right. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. That's all I have to say. And I no. see that hell. a lot. And it's I, bad. I, yeah, I'm
0: live live. What were the odds that, that I don't know if there is an odd on this, but you would know if anyone like that, rust those for 15 yards in a second half of a football game. Like that, is odds, that,
2: that odd did not exist, but if it you won had, millions of dollars, I mean, it would, the odds would have been incredible because what, I mean, you're worth how much money, Worth how much money, 15 million. yards. I mean, I, I have, I've literally gotten to the point with the Broncos where, What's really what really sucks to me too, and my brother and I were talking about this last night. If Russ had met the expectations that I think Broncos Country had set for him, in my opinion, they have a Super Bowl. They have a Super Bowl contending defense.
0: Oh, defense wins
2: championships. Like the the offense has been su- literally since Manning. It has since Manning left. Our offense has been a freaking carousel of just BS, and I I don't know. I'm not a football player. I'm not a football coach. I don't know what the answer is. I thought Wilson was going to be the answer, and he's clearly not. So I don't know if I –
0: This is crazy to me. Like I I don't know if I've ever seen it. Um, Defense travels in the NFL. Most teams that have great defense, Super Bowl winning defense, I would argue that Denver has a top three defense in the NFL right now which can win you a Super Bowl. Uh, New England's done it on two occasions, just having a great defense, better than their offense was. But their offense still put up points. They scored 28 a game, even when they were down on offense. This team's scoring, what, 13 a game. And it's like, at some point, that locker room distinction is going to come apart, and the defense is going to be like, man, we're not coming to work today because your asses don't score no points. And, like, that's a real thing in the NFL, and you start to see it. Even though they're getting paid, and you're supposed to put your work boots on and hard hat every day as NFL professionals. I'm seeing though, Kat's starting to look at this weirdo. I'm glad he didn't say "let's ride." That's on my board right there. Um, <laughs> before, I, I'm glad he didn't say it last night because I think it's losing. I think they're gonna end up beating his ass in the locker room or some crazy shit. I don't know. I'm but-
2: sick of hearing it myself. I mean, my God, like nobody's riding anymore. We're all walking. The car is dead. Like we don't have any jumper cables. We're not. Do- we're not doing the riding thing anymore. Like it's. It's been dead. When he had that um, – I don't remember which game it was after. I think it was maybe after – was it the Raiders game? Um, when he, like, snuck oh, yeah. it in at the very yeah, end yeah, as he was, yeah, like, yeah, walking yeah. away. Like, <laughs> more. Yeah. We're done. We cannot hear that anymore. It's,
0: it's unbelievable. Done. I don't know. And then he – the video I posted yesterday, the unlimited shit. I know that was older video, but I'm just like, dude, this guy is a weirdo, man. I'm, I, You know, I have no issue with him. I think he's still a top-10 talented quarterback. I think he's just – for whatever reason, I, I'm telling you, Tim Patrick being hurt really screwed them. And a lot of people don't understand how they were the two that were that had the most chemistry in the offseason, from what I hear. And he gets hurt preseason or before the preseason. And I yep. think it's and then you got Judy, in my opinion, who I've heard from several coaches that coach them, that he's a shit bird. So you got this cat with Melvin Gordon, with other guys now, side-eyeing and Russell, and a head coach that just seems like he is just over his head altogether. Um, again, another math major instead of a, a, a tyrant that they call us. Um, I'm just curious. I don't know how this thing ends. It's, it's, it's very bad. Uh, Staley, though, is trying to lose games, going for it, but he continues to get lucky and win it out. Hey, it is what it is. He's going to say analytics. I'm going to say your luck. Uh, you're lucky, and it's gonna run out eventually. But who knows? Totally. Um, your picks, I, I I pay attention. You you you're you're damn good. Um, TCU came back. I saw you. Uh, I know you picked Oklahoma too to beat KU. Uh, when I said KU was gonna win, you're right. They had a hangover. And live, I don't know if this comes into betting. I'm. A, it's a curious question. I've been pointing out things that a lot of people don't point out. This is the. Probably the second or third year I've noticed, and I pay attention to little things, that, for instance, TCU just beat KU twice in my estimation. They beat them twice. They can't get over last week's loss uh, in a tight one to TCU, and they let Oklahoma, who hasn't scored that many points, who's been horrible on defense, absolutely put up the best performance they could have possibly put up because, in my opinion, you couldn't get over the TCU loss. Oregon State had it happen. Lost a tight one to SC. Got shellacked by Utah the next week. Florida State's allowed Wake Forest to beat them three weeks in a row. I keep seeing it over and over and over across college football, and I see it in the NFL now. Um, there is no, like, mental fortitude anymore. Like, these cats really cannot get over one loss because of the, I believe, the moving parts in the locker room because of the transfer portal. That's a whole nother debate. But – Does that go into effect when you bet these games? Like, do you ever look into that and say, you know what? These guys can't get over that loss. I I, I see another letdown. Or does that go into effect like these guys are hungry, they're going to come back and and win one?
2: It is such a circumstantial thing for me because, you know, we see – like a team like Kansas, you know, take an L to a team like the Colts, which I don't think many people saw that coming. And then they bounce back and they look better than ever. We actually, this most recent weekend, uh, I'm just going to say it was a bad betting weekend for me. I was two and four this weekend because, okay. For example, I took the Packers. I took the Packers to cover the spread against the Jets. Now, yeah, the Jets look good. They look hot, but to me, there was a little bit of overhype there. Um, and the Packers, are they have won and covered 12 games in a row following a loss. So that bounce back theory where they kind of take an L and they know how to just shake it off and move on. They're very good at that. And now, you know, I use that into my handicapping and it didn't matter because the Packers do not look good right now. So it's so circumstantial on a week to week basis. Um, I also took the Jags because I said, hey, they took an L to the Texans. It was an ugly loss, but they're not like, we need to forget about it and move on. This is a top five defense in terms of points allowed, top 10 in terms of yardage. They have a great defense. They have an awesome offense. We're forgetting about that loss. Well, they didn't really bounce back off of that loss. So they had that game for the majority. And then I think that's where it's not even just a week to week basis, but we're also seeing it first half to second half in a lot of ways where you kind of get comfortable and you kind of think, oh, we've got this game. There's no problem. We don't have to, you know, we they let their guard down. And then it's, I call it the witching hour because every bet that I have looks so good up until halftime. And then Ravens, for example, talk about a team letting their guard down a lot. Yeah,
1: they're
2: um, horrible. Lamar so, Jackson's
0: horrible in the second half. Don't ever bet him in the second half.
2: I know it's, it's bad. It's super bad. The Eagles even, as as great as they have been, their second half performances are not great. Um so yeah, I don't know what it, maybe it's a lack of like they're not able to let it go. It's it, they're keep they're harboring on to losses or bad performances or whatever and I think the reality is there's a lot of season left um in football so anything can happen. I think even even Philadelphia fans right now that are like, "Oh, easy money." Eagles Super Bowl. Every team is getting better each week or you'd hope they are. Not every team. Let me let me back that up. Broncos aren't, Packers aren't, but you get what I'm saying. We're going to see a lot of progression. Yeah. There's still a lot of time left. So yeah, hey, I don't I'm know. Pushing,
0: I'm pushing people towards you um and let me let me let me ask you this. Like you're very smart and you know this business better than anyone I've had on. I appreciate you. Let me And I got Brandon Lang on all the time, no knock on Brandon. Brandon's one of the best in the world. I made a movie after him. He's on my show on Fridays. We talk all things um, football. But let me ask you this. Did you know, like, going into that game, I know you knew, but, like, do you take into account Wayne Martindale was a former D coordinator for the Ravens, now going against Lamar Jackson and knowing what he can and can't do, efficiencies, deficiencies, going into a game where I'm thinking as a coach, he is going to scheme Lamar Jackson in this second half. And he's going to give him some shit he hasn't seen, which he did. He pinned him in the pocket. Lamar's not a pocket guy. He doesn't want to be in there. He's uncomfortable in there. He has to get out of there. And they pinned him in there. They spied him with the middle backer. And he had another struggling second half. Throws a pick late. By the way, you're up three points in that situation. That is just something you cannot do regardless of play call. Just throw the ball out of bounds. Live to fight another day. But – In the betting world, is that something you look at and say, "This guy may know this guy"? I'm not. I'm gonna stay away from Lamar.
2: I love a storyline. I love, like, I love the aspect of yeah, former coach or um, the Bills Chiefs game the other night. I'm like, oh, the Bills are fired up. They are not losing to this team again. They remember how their season ended last year. So there's a lot of that. That is what is so difficult about betting is. That right there, like from a, from the angle of, if you're just watching the sport that you love, like you can sit there and think, oh, this coach knows him, you know, whatever. But when you're betting, like you really have to be thinking about every aspect of the game. You've got to think about the revenge game. You've got to think about, oh, former coach. You've got to think about trends and numbers and stats, but sometimes you think about all those things and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. just a crap shoot either way. Sometimes it's just fading the public everybody loved cheat the chiefs against the Colts. I faded the public. That was it. So it, it's very interesting, but yeah, I love a storyline. I really do consider those things. Um, I actually considered that in week one and that just shows that it doesn't always work out for you. Uh, Doug Peterson versus Carson Wentz. I love that. I, I was like, if there's I'm anybody saying. that knows, you know, yeah. when's better in this spot, it's, it's Peterson, you know, he's, He acquired him when he was with Philly and, and, you know, I'm really liking what Doug Peterson's going to do with this offense. I was kind of right on with what I was predicting for the Jags. It just didn't happen week one. It started week two and then went from there. So yeah, it's, I I love those things though. I looked at that in week one, thought it was going to work out for me. It didn't. So sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I do consider it for sure.
0: Let me ask you this. This has got to be exciting times for basketball and and all these things this season, I guess you got major league baseball it's world series time, October, you got ma- basketball starting back up. I'm like, damn. So we got, we got Lakers warriors tonight, 76 ers Celtics. I did not even know tonight was the night. So I, I got to get on FanDuel and, and, and go make me some bets. Um, and then you got NFL in full swing. And then you still got college football, the college football playoff. You're going to have college basketball starting up. What uh is this? Just like the the betting's uh, dream time of the year right now?
2: Yes and no. This is the time of the year where oh, the shuffle, huh? Oh yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I'm like fully locked into into football mode right now. But obviously, the NBA is starting. I do think it's a little. It's nice because you know, if I'm having a cold streak in the NFL, it's like, all right, let's, let's hop over to basketball. Let's see if we can make some, get our units up and, and kind of, you kind of sometimes need a break. Like there are right around, I want to say like week seven or eight. It's like, oh my God, if I lose another bet, I'm going to lose my mind. It's just, it's like the constant crazies, the Sunday crazies, like it happens every Sunday. So I do like having the NBA there if I need it, if that makes sense. But yeah. I mean, in my position, I I've talked to you about this before. It's not like I'm a team reporter for one team. You know, I have to know every team. I have to know every player in order to bet the game correctly. you got, you got to know those things. So it's not just, you know, the Broncos and the nuggets it's every team. And so it is a lot. It's a lot of information. Um, But no one expects that's why I always tell people, if you're going to get into betting, find a sport that you love. I've got two. It's football and basketball. So when people are asking me for baseball plays, I'm like, I don't have any. If people are asking me for hockey plays, I don't have any. I'm not paying attention to that season. So it wouldn't be fair of me to give you that bet, if that makes sense. So, yeah, you got to hone in and focus kind of one thing at a time. But it is going to be nice because, again, like we talked about Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. There's no football going on, so you can kind of fill your time, and you have things to watch on the TV at night. So, it's good. But when it's like the same day, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like too much, can't handle it. But those days when we have football off, it's great.
0: You are you 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 do this, so like you're getting scrutinized regardless by the haters. You know, I love. I, I tell people all of that. Love our haters; they're our biggest fans, by the way. So, <laughs> like, I got T-shirts for that. I'll send you one. So, look, <laughs> how do you um? You have to be smart and strategic, so you you it's it, it makes sense for you. Um, I only got you for a couple minutes to get you out of here. What tonight? Lakers, Warriors, Celtics, Sixers—two kind of Eastern and Western Conference foes. Uh, I don't even know what's going on in basketball. Are you staying away from that right now?
2: No, I actually do have bets for tonight. Uh, couldn't stay away. That's a, there's a little bit of degeneracy inside of me. There's a little degeneracy inside of me where I'm like, ah, dang it, like I can't stay away from this game. So I like the 76ers plus two and a half. I imagine we're going to see the Celtics kind of having a slow start to their season. Let's not forget, they did make it to the championship last season, but they did have a slow start. Um, I think we're going to see that again. Uh, They also had, obviously, a lot of off-season distractions, and they've got a lot of injuries. Robert Williams, to me, is the guy that I trust the most to slow down a guy like Joel Embiid and he is out. So I like, I'm love, I love what I saw from the 76ers in the preseason. Um, And I'm really liking James Harden to have himself a night. This is like the most in shape he has looked in a minute. I think he's really dialed in. I think he's really locked in. Um, I ended up taking over 28 and a half points plus assists. He's hit this in 11 straight versus the Celtics. So I like this spot for James Harden. I like this spot for the 76ers. I think that, again, the Celtics have a little bit of a slow start going into their season just with everything they've got going on. Um, so, those are my plays for that one. And then I don't know why I like the Lakers to cover tonight. It w- makes me want to vomit. I don't want to bet on the Lakers. I don't want to put my hard earned money on the Lakers. It makes me want to be sick. But what is we're, we're he- well, this, I think the spread the last time I checked was seven and a half. So, or seven, maybe seven. Um, I don't know. I just I've, I've heard that the Warriors aren't going to be playing their starters in full minutes. If Anthony Davis is healthy, I think that the Lakers, we've seen them in close games against team. They have teams they have no business being close against. I just think I don't know what it is. I know they looked awful in the preseason. It makes me sick, but something is telling me the Lakers can cover that seven. So I haven't locked it in yet, but I am like so tempted. I keep staring at it just wanting to do it so bad. So who knows what we'll do there. But yeah, I like, uh, I like the the 76ers tonight in a big way. So. so I got
0: you on Tuesdays every week or right now today. Um, I got to get you a couple picks before you get out of here. I got you two minutes. Let's do a two-minute drill. All right. Uh, UCLA, Oregon, college football. Uh, Oregon minus six. Uh, it's in Oregon. This is a huge, impactful game on the West Coast for everyone that don't realize. You're still on the West Coast, in my opinion. So UCLA, Oregon, how do you like that one? And where are you sitting?
2: I like it. Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, I again, I'm not a huge follower of college football. College football. Right, right. I really right. am more Big Twelve focused. My brother right. went to West Virginia, hence the West Virginia basketball, and then I went to TCU. So I'm focusing a lot on that aspect yeah. of it. But
0: um, all right, give me this Texas Oklahoma State.
2: I, I I I OSU I know has some injuries, but six and a half at home. Feels like a lot. I feel like they yeah. I, I I kinda like the underdog here to cover. I don't know. That's that's a tricky one though, because I do know OSU's got some injuries. After um, a
0: loss, can can TCU beat Oklahoma State twice? You know what uh, I mean?
2: I and honestly, Big 12 wise, I don't know why. And I hate this for me because I'm obviously a fan of TCU and I'm gonna be at the game, but something is telling me Kansas State plus three and a half is is the bet for that game and i hate it i hate it but i hate the fact that i'm i'm leaning that way but that is where i'm leaning
0: all right so let me i I got you for one minute thursday night football this week we won't dive into the whole thing we'll see you make sure you follow her on twitter and instagram and get her locks of the week right there um thursday night's game though this week um who is it holy shit uh saints Saints Cardinals. cardinals saints cardinals who do you like in that debacle i am i'm so done thursday night amazon prime but go ahead you got Mm -hmm. anything on
2: that yeah the thursday night situation i'm getting pretty over (laughs) with um this to me is probably a prop game you look at how the cardinals defense is defending wide receivers and running backs and tight ends and you go from there you find player props you like uh Cause I don't, I don't think I want to, I actually bet against the Cardinals. I had Seahawks money line to win outright this weekend. So that bet hit for me. I don't trust the Cardinals, but I also had the saints to cover and they crapped their pants. So I don't trust them either. So this is, Ooh, I don't know if I want to touch a side in this one. I think this is one and a half.
0: Isn't that the hardest?
2: Yeah, it's ugly. And it's so funny because a lot of people are like, well, don't take one and a half. Just take the money line. Well, some a lot of games end in a one point difference, and if you have plus one and a half, you're hitting your bet. So, it's not it's not necessarily bad to take plus one and a half. That line is there for a reason, and we know Vegas is dangerously and creepily smart, like smarter than they should be. So, I don't know. That's an ugly game,
0: no doubt. Well, Liv, I appreciate you. I know you got to get out of here, busy as hell. You're the you're the (laughs) next uh, Joy Taylor. This I'm I'm making that announcement right here on this show. So. Means the uh, world. I appreciate you so much. Keep killing it. And uh, make sure everybody follows you. And uh we'll talk later on.
2: Awesome. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Take care. Bye.
0: Appreciate Liv, as always, joining us. She gives us some great ass insight. Man, it is great to have a woman who knows what the fuck she's talking about, homie. Real shit. Hey, I love y'all, man. Um make sure you pound the like button, subscribe, become a member today. We'll see you in 21 hours, man, right here. Don't go nowhere. CoachJBStore.com. Check it out. Go get you some merch, man. I'll see you in 22 hours. Much love to all you guys, man. Appreciate you. Keep killing it. Be safe. I'll see you tomorrow with another Work Boot Wednesday edition as we have a few special guests joining us tomorrow morning to talk some more sports, football, and all things real. Peace.